This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, November 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, five people were killed and dozens of others were injured in a shooting at the L- at an LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado, officials say. The suspect, identified as 22-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich, allegedly began shooting as soon as he walked into Club Q in Colorado Springs late Saturday night, Colorado Springs Police Chief Adrian Valdez told reporters during a news conference Sunday morning. At least two people, whom authorities described as heroes, then confronted Aldrich and fought with him which saved more lives, police said. At least two guns, including a long gun, were recovered from the scene. The shooting is being investigated as a hate crime. In addition to the five victims who died, at least 25 people were injured. According to the FBI, of the hate crimes reported in 2020, more than 20% of victims were targeted because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. That's more than one in five of all hate crime victims. Thousands of dollars were stolen from a home in Mayfair uh, in, uh, during a home invasion. Police say masked suspects uh, who were armed with a gun entered the home in the 3300 block of Ryan Avenue at about 12.50 a.m. on Monday. The victims told police they were locked in a room at one point during the invasion. The suspect made off with $40,000. Witnesses are being interviewed by police for a better description of the suspect. No injuries were reported. AAA anticipates more than 54.6 million Americans will travel for Thanksgiving. That's a 1.5 increase over 2021 and 98% of pre-pandemic volumes. This year is projected to be the third busiest for Thanksgiving travel since AAA started traffic tracking in 2000. 2005 was the busiest. 2019 was the second busiest and now this year looks to be the third busiest. AAA is predicting pretty close to pre-pandemic numbers across the board for every holiday this year. Air travel is up nearly 8% over 2021 with 4.5 million Americans flying to their Thanksgiving destination this year. That's an increase of more than 330,000 travelers and nearly 99% of the 2019 volume. Most travelers will drive to their destination, much like last year. Nearly 49 million people are expected to travel by car. That's despite gas prices being the highest Thanksgiving price ever. (laughs) Have have any of you ever flown uh, for Thanksgiving? No. Comes on the classic nightmarish travel for Thanksgiving. I've done the train. No. I, I took a train one time, Steve, and uh, what was that like? It was uh, really difficult. It, yeah, uh, yeah, I was driving, or, um, taking the train back from DC to Philly, and uh, I had my bike with me at the time, oh. and <laughs> that made it. But there was no seats available the yeah. whole time. I, I stood the whole time getting back from Philly to. Uh, I think maybe I got a seat in Wilmington. Why did you, <laughs> you just sit on your, your bike? bike? I should have sat on my bike. On your bike. Yeah, yeah. I should have rode my bike up and down, up the, and down aisle. the aisles. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Look at that little fella. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nightmare. No, as well. tough. Traditionally, it's it's that that's the like we never. That's like the not travel holiday for right. us. Yeah. Yeah. Always be yeah. uh, stick around and and family comes to us or the other way. Or, you it's know, such just, a holiday about just you know like uh, ostensibly about just taking pause. And if you've got to go through the nightmare of travel, it's completely antithetical to that. Pajamas. It's become the birthday the, 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 uh, <laughs> the holiday of pajamas for me. There we go. Put them on. That's it. That's <laughs> your day. The national average uh, is back to gas prices is projected to stand at three dollars and sixty eight cents on Thanksgiving Day, nearly thirty cents higher than last year, and over twenty cents higher than the previous record of three dollars and forty four cents sent in two thousand twelve. That's right. Pro- I'm making my own gas these days, and it's worked <laughs> out right. at yeah. least for the past forty eight hours. It's worked out okay. Remember we had that guy on who made his own gas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. Wait. 
Uh, no, I don't really. Do you remember? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what Some he was doing. Some sort of thing. It was, was like... Uh, we, we didn't put much stock in it. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. used like fryer grease, was it not, or something like that? And he was like doing it in his backyard. No. I, I don't know. It was really bizarre. It, it seemed was... like it wasn't for a high-performance engine. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know why we had him on. I don't Like, I don't know where that was came from. Was it an average the... listener or something? Uh-huh. I don't remember. Uh, I was thinking of a different guy. I call. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, travel by other modes of transportation is approaching pre-pandemic levels, too. Uh, more than 1.4 million travelers are expected to travel by bus, train, or cruise ship during the Thanksgiving holiday. That's 96% of the 2019 volume. In sports this morning. The Eagles beat the Colts yeah. seventeen to sixteen yesterday afternoon in Indianapolis. Jalen Hurts ran for an eight-yard touchdown with a minute twenty remaining, and the Eagles rallied for the win. Coming off their first loss of the season, the Eagles trailed thirteen to three in the fourth quarter. Hurts threw for a touchdown early in the quarter to get the Eagles within three. He was eighteen of twenty-five with one hundred ninety yards through the air and rushed sixteen times for eighty-six yards. The Birds won their seventh straight road game. The Eagles are back home this weekend and will host the Green Bay Packers for Sunday night football kickoff is scheduled for 820. The Sixers, who lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves on Saturday night, are at home tomorrow night against Ben Simmons and the Brooklyn Nets. Tip-off will be at 730. The Flyers, who have lost six straight games, including an overtime shootout in Montreal on Saturday night, are back home tonight to host the Calgary Flames. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And the World Cup began yesterday in Qatar with the host nation losing to Ecuador 2-0. The U.S. men's team begins their tournament today with a match against Wales, which will start at 2 p.m. 22-year-old Medford, New Jersey native Brendan Aronson will be on the roster for the Americans. The other matches today feature England against Iran and Senegal taking on the Netherlands. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. I hope you guys had a uh, decent weekend. Uh, a little bit uh, chilly, but uh, we're moving into the holiday, which is a wonderful thing. And that means that uh, end of the year is in sight and all kinds of great stuff, including our Christmas miracle. You know what? Listen up today because we'll have a chance to win. Uh, some tickets to join us for this Excellent. event. It's going to be on the 21st at Parks Casino, so get ready for that. It's the ugly sweater edition, courtesy of our friends at Miller Lite. We'll have lots of cool prizes to give away in conjunction with that event. Speaking of prizes, new Word of the Week prize this week. It's a short one, three-day work week this week. We have a $250 gift code to squeezed.com. So we'll get the letter at the end of the show, and uh, by Wednesday, it'll be a three-letter word, and we will give that prize away, which is all good. Um, As far as what we're doing on the show today, we do have a couple of guests joining us. Kevin and Michael Bacon will be on the show. Uh, The Bacon Brothers released a song entitled Philly Thing. Bacon. Yep, came out on the 18th, and it's in partnership with what they're calling, which is uh, what is a group called SixDegrees.org uh, and Rock to the Future, which provides students uh, from underserved communities empowerment through music. And uh, they receive free instruments and stuff like that. Apparently cool. they like us. Yeah, That's so, the word. Yeah, the, the Bacon Brothers uh, requested uh, to come on the program to uh, promote their It's great song. to have Bacon love you back. Yeah. It yeah, is yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, we pretty... Almost everybody loves bacon. Yeah, absolutely. And Do it's you guys nice see that bacon love you back. In the kitchen, there's a, a free bacon bowl maker. There is a free bacon bowl maker. Whoever wants it, yeah. you can take it. <laughs> this is a beautiful day. Speaking of bacon. A bacon bowl maker? Yeah. yeah. Remember, remember bacon yeah. bowls. 
It was, a, it was a, that, the TV made for TV commercial thingy, bacon bowls. And I don't remember that part. Uh, of it, we might but even I, have I do you like that. So. Bacon bowls. Bacon bowls. I've never seen the commercial, and, and it's already my favorite commercial. So you make a, a bowl of bacon, and yeah. you can fill it with like guacamole or you know whatever you want in there, right? And yeah. Just, let me tell you. Yeah. It's not that great. Okay. <laughs> no. Did you try I, it? it, it, it I oh. mean, this was, yeah. This commercial's this is, taking a bad turn. This is years ago. It was like one of, I was like, this is a brilliant idea. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. I love the idea. But, but ba- it doesn't live bacon up. bacon bowls. Right. Have you tried any uh, innovative things in the kitchen lately, Casey? There was a while you were really uh, branching out and trying some fun stuff. No, I'm too lazy. Okay. But we need to talk turkey this week because everything we I do. did last year, yep. which was great, yep. I forget what I did. All right, I'll walk you through okay, it because Casey did take his first stab at, at uh, prepping and, and uh, cooking the turkey last year, and it was a tremendous success. Yes, I remember it was. Uh, and today might be the day to uh, to talk about those types All of things. All right, so, yes. Uh, I do have some. I don't, I don't necessarily have some full-on turkey stories, but I have some stuffing stories. <laughs> turkey oh, stories. Yes. Bacon bowls. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon bowls. He found it. I did. Bacon bowls. Should we offer it up to Kevin and Michael? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys guys. have a bacon bowl. We have this for you. We'll we'll ship it out today. (sighs) (laughs) Bacon bowl makes a whole new way to munch. That would be our best. You know what? <laughs> That's our best way of getting Kevin Bacon's home address. Yes. Well, we've got to send it somewhere. Your bacon bowl. There's a whole new way to munch. Everybody loves bacon. The sizzle- oh, sorry. I wasn't oh, ready for you. Hey, I wanted to hear the munch thing again. The bacon bowl makes a whole new way to munch. A whole new way to munch. All right. I'm in a loveless marriage. <laughs> That's why I brought bacon bowl. That's why I'm so excited about bacon bowls. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we could go on and on. <laughs> yeah. And we will. I'm saying, but we're going to have to take a break and come back in a second. Uh, we have the Entertainment Report, the American Music Awards were last night, and a few other things that we'll get into. So uh, stand by because we won't be gone long and we'll be with you on this Monday morning. Stay right there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a Black Adam on digital. Huh. Uh, that's, yeah, that's what Already? we're giving away. Yeah, that's apparently it's available. Wow. Uh, let me see here. It is now... Yeah, you can own it on digital. So, what? Right. Yeah, for real. All right, this is a, this is a very interesting uh, stupid question. Uh, what animal always gives birth to same-sex twins? Two one five two six three. WMMR had no idea what animal always gives birth to same-sex twins. Now, it might, there might be a few different kinds of animals, but it better be this animal. Yeah, <laughs> your answer is always the answer. That's right. the way it works. Here, so we'll go through some birthdays while we are awaiting your answer. Today is Monday, November twenty-first. We'll start with uh, baseball player Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, celebrates his birthday today. He's 53 years old. I saw a video over the weekend. Somebody saying that he had the sweetest swing in baseball. Okay. Do you agree with that? Uh, one of them, yeah. yeah. I went to a game in 1993 where the the Mariners used to play at the Kingdom, which was a terrible stadium. It was this domed uh, concrete 
uh, just behemoth. It was awful. But anyway, the reason we went was that uh, Junior had hit uh, a home run in eight straight games, and at the time the major league record was uh, he had just tied it. And so he. And this was the ninth game that we went to to see if he could break the the record, which was pretty cool. He had a double off the top of the wall. Oh, <laughs> man. Did not break the record, but it was it was really exciting. It was a lot of fun to be there. And uh, yeah, Case. I mean, just absolutely gorgeous swing. Yeah, there was a time where he was calling the shots. Like yeah. he, he was the hottest player and around in an era where a lot of the other great players were juicing. He was yeah. not. And yep. so uh, yeah, I always liked uh, Junior. It's 53 today. Uh, Goldie Hawn has her birthday today. Love her. She turns, yep, 77 years old today. Are we watching her as uh, Mrs. Claus on that Netflix uh, Kurt Russell (laughs) Santa Claus movie? That's right. And they're still together for a long, long, long time. Yeah, and seem to be happy. Partners, yep. So uh, happy birthday to Goldie, who is 77 today. Uh, Also, Marlo Thomas has her birthday today. Yeah, Marlo Thomas is 85 years old. I just, by uh, Tubi or something, one of those uh, app channels on uh, Amazon was on, and there was an episode of That Girl. Yeah. Which used to be all over the place. I remember. She was was that girl at the time. Uh, Yeah, and uh, just beautiful eyes. Yes. Just a pretty girl. Raspy voice. Yep. Uh, So she turns 85 today. Uh, Jenna Malone, the actress, we were just talking with her, uh, about her with Zack Snyder. Yes. uh, Because she's going to be in uh, Rebel Moon when he gets that uh, completed. Uh, did did he he did Sucker Punch right? Yes, he did. So yeah, she was in that as well. So that's a that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was also in uh, the Hunger Games. Uh, Stepmom, uh, great actress. She celebrates her thirty eighth birthday today. Nicolette Sheridan is fifty nine today. Long time squeeze of Michael Bolton, right? Yes, and uh, Desperate Housewives. Yeah. That is correct. Yep. So, another birthday for her. And then the last one I saw on my list today is Michael Strahan. Huh. He turns 51 years old today. Is he still on Good Morning America? I don't watch he Good Morning America. He is on Good Morning America a lot. Yeah. Uh, he left at, uh, it was uh, Kelly and Michael. Yeah. And I don't think he's even included in that memoir she just wrote. Oh. Like, I don't, it was not good. Yeah, it was a, uh, he took off pretty quickly. Yeah. But- yeah, I guess you kind of can't blame him when when the big dog came crawling right, right. for for morning television, you know, uh, programming, uh, and he took it. But uh, and Kelly and and uh, uh, Ryan. Ryan are doing just, oh, just fine. fine. Yeah, just fine. So Michael Strahan is fifty one today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question and see if you happen to know uh, what animal always gives birth to same sex twins. Two one five two six three WMMR. Tis Mark. We are going to go to. Hey, Mark. Good morning, Mark S. Good morning. How you doing? Good, buddy. All right. So, what animal always gives birth to same sex twins? The nine banded armadillo. Armadillo. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Yeah. Hang on a second. Just happen to know that. One sec, Mark. We'll get your information, and we will give you a copy of Black Adam on digital. Nearly five thousand years after being bestowed with powers of gods, and then uh, immediately imprisoned, Black Adam is now free to unleash his unique justice on the world. You can own it now on digital. Uh, at the box office, by the way, uh, was not Black Adam, but Black Panther was number one. Wakanda Forever, sixty-seven point three million. Uh, it was followed by The Menu, uh, The Chosen, season three. Uh, Black Adam was in the top five at number four, followed by Ticket to Paradise, She Said, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, Smile, uh, Drishayam, and then number 10 was Pray for the Devil. Smile's available on Paramount Plus now. I just watched it over the weekend. And? Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Sosie Bacon, uh, Kevin Bacon's daughter, is in it. Okay. Yeah, she's the star. 
Nice. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, it's weird. <laughs> it's in the top ten, yeah, and it's available to see at home, you know, as well. Yeah. So my daughter, my youngest, went to go see it two weekends ago, uh, and she went with a bunch of friends. And the one friend's mom bought the tickets online, right? And then the dad dropped them off at the movie theater. He dropped all the girls off at the wrong movie theater. They didn't realize this. So they ended up sitting in the freaking hallway of this movie theater for like two hours and never saw the movie. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, because I don't think the movie was actually what? playing at the theater that they went to. Like, <laughs> Yeah. That's so a, that's a dad move right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So wait, so they, they didn't have tickets then. They, I guess they no. bought them online. And or? even the ticket guy was like, I don't know why this isn't working. This isn't working. And so rather than have the dad come pick them back up, they just hung out? They didn't even know. Like, nobody figured it out. Like, the guy accepting the tickets didn't realize it. And then he goes, ah, just go to Theater 8, right? So they go to Theater 8, which is where Black Adam was playing. <laughs> They put their their uh, they they go to their seats. They put their coats down on the seats. They go to get concessions. When they come back, somebody had taken their jackets and like thrown them over the railing. What the hell is yes, this? I know, I know. It was such. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't tell you guys about this before, but and they they and they still had no idea why uh, this, this all this was no, happening. None of it makes any sense on any level. They didn't realize until the movie started. We're like, oh, this isn't the movie that we came to see. <laughs> this isn't my father. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not my beautiful wife. <laughs> so wait a minute, boy. I don't understand. You said they hung out for two and a half hours in a hallway. Yeah, well, no, they hung out in the hallway, and then eventually the dad. They called the dad, and everything got figured out, and they ended up buying him uh, tickets to okay. another movie. I gotcha. Yeah, and so they never actually saw Smile. Uh-huh. I don't know if they actually. I don't even know what movie they saw. I okay. don't remember what movie they saw. <laughs> this is a, bit, it's a crazy story. Great day at the multi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All I know is I wasn't responsible for anything. That's it. There you okay. go. Casey had nothing yeah, to do with that. That's all there was to it. It's another dad. All right. Uh, so the American Music Awards were last night. Uh, 50th annual, by the way, for this event. Wayne Brady was a host. Uh, Taylor Swift uh, took home the top honors. And I think I saw a stat that she has now won 40 American Music Awards. Is that Forty of them. Just astonishing. Can you imagine yeah, that? Yeah. What the trophy cabinet looks like? Does it even mean this? anything no, at this point? No. Yeah. I mean, she, she wipes you know, her ass with them. Uh, and she, that hurts because they have a lot of edges. They're, yeah, they're, it's got yeah, a point yeah, on absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, so I'll play a clip from her, and you can hear whether or not she is, you know. Yeah. If it means anything anymore, she seems to be thankful for it. But she won for her favorite uh, pop album, Red, and we have that. Do we have that case? Yeah. Oh, here's the acceptance speech. Everybody loves bacon. <laughs> this... Well, there's that. <laughs> so she's using her time on stage she, she, to hawk the bacon bowl? She's yeah. an investor, Steve. You know, yeah. probably going to pay <laughs> off. I mean, she gets behind it. At this point, they should have, there should be just like a random topic generator. Yeah. yeah. She steps up to accept an award so she can just talk about anything at uh-huh. that moment. At this point, there's nothing that she can do that's I mean, going to harm her career. I mean, she can lift just up because one leg. She's, she's given so many accepted speeches. Sure. You know, at this I, point, we're going to talk I about say. bacon bowls. This is for you. <laughs> And don't you love bacon? Yeah. All right, here we go. This this album is a re-recorded album. And I I cannot tell you how much my re-recorded albums mean to me, but I never expected um, or, or or assumed that they would mean anything to you. So I can't thank you enough for caring about 
this album that I'm so proud of. All right, so this is a re-recorded album after that whole controversy with the right, yeah. Uh, yeah. with the masters, right? And so she's won awards for something she's done twice. Yeah, now, I, I almost call. I, I'm I'm officially calling no fair on this. Okay. One. Well, right. I think there are. It's not exactly things. the same. Yeah, yeah she, changed she changed things. things up. Yeah. All right. So she won another gazillion awards last night. Congratulations to her. Uh, Dove Cameron won the award for New Artist of the Year. Really? Yeah. Right. I didn't know that. Um, I know her from the Descendants. Yeah. The, absolutely. Yeah. The Descendants is that's that's my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dan and Shay walked away with a nod for a favorite country uh, duo or group. I was pulling for them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see what else we have here. Closing out the night with Smokey Robinson uh, introducing Lionel Richie and presented him with the Icon Award. Uh, so it, listen, there was a you know a, a ton of awards. It's not really big on our radar. No, not really no. Slice and dice it all up. Although uh, Pink, here we have a clip of her. She did a. Um, uh, a tribute to Olivia Newton-John and did yeah. uh, some of Hopelessly Devoted to You. So let's hear a little bit of that. Bacon Bowl makes a... Dude. <laughs> Keep doing it. Keep doing I'm it. Not, all right, I'm done. Is Preston mad? <laughs> no, I'm not mad. <laughs> Why would she take something in tribute to someone who's passed and it, her as well to hook the Bacon Bowl just doesn't make any sense. There we go. Uh, she sounds great. Yeah, yeah. She's I always love that song. Voice. Yeah, always love that song. Was that song? That song was not in the original. No, they no, wrote that for her. Really, yeah, yeah. The movie. Yep, they needed uh, a song for her to really show what she could do, and uh, and they did. All right. So, and uh, also Lionel Richie as the icon uh, winner. The uh, the group of all stars sang "We Are the World." Because uh, he was one of the authors of that song. What about Stevie Wonder, Melissa Etheridge, a few, a couple other people, and uh, they gave it a good go. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's easy. Yeah. Oh, Yikes. Was that you? Yeah. Oh, dude, don't do that. <laughs> I'll back that up, Casey. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that really. Yeah, that can't help. One voice in there is not good. Sunday morning, yeah. Who is this singing on it? I have Charlie Pluth. Okay. I'm easy. No. I'm easy like no. No. You like my version better, don't you? Yeah. I thought we had We Are the World. That's okay. what I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. That's what it says here on the thing. All right. Well, anyway, there's no words on it. That was easy. That was what that was. Play the right. bacon bowl. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Bacon bowls. All right. 
<laughs> Don't worry, darling co-stars and former boyfriend and girlfriend Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde have called it quit uh-huh. on their romantic relationship after being together for almost two years. I didn't think it could survive all this recent stuff. It was confirmed by multiple sources that the couple had reportedly come together in the mutual decision to go their separate ways. The breakup comes about due to long distances and personal issues. A source says he's still touring and is now going abroad. She is focusing on her kids and her work in L.A. It's very amicable. He wrote, it's over in bacon bits. Uh, revealing more on the situation, another source says that uh, they're still very close friends. Mm-hmm. While a friend of both Harry and Olivia explains right now, they have different priorities and, that are keeping them apart. So if you end up dating Olivia Wilde after this, do you know that you're going to get some if she gives you that special salad? Yeah, uh, I guess so, right? Yeah, salad yeah. dressing, right? Salad dressing, yeah. Yeah, or just the whole... Spe- yeah, That's the sign. Uh, so, speaking on the hardships that the two have faced, uh, the friend added the public pressure on them has been difficult. And just like most couples, they've had ups and downs throughout the relationship. So, apparently, it's kind of done with for now. But I didn't think it was going to go the distance anyway. No, it was, nah, I mean, it yeah. was a rebound. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I mean, uh, you know, she uh, she ended up uh, the the marriage between her and Jason Sudeikis, and uh, she needed a transitional thing, and she'll find something. He's else. been able to, um, you know, get through it by uh, going through a steady stream of page three girls. Right. <laughs> hey, they're both stunningly attractive people, yeah. so I think they're going to be okay. Michael J. Fox was praised for his work seeking a Parkinson's disease cure, and Cher presented songwriter Diane Warren with a long-overdue Oscar at the Governor's Awards, which was on Saturday night. Uh, directors Peter Weir and Uzan Palsi were also given honorary Oscars at the award ceremony presented by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh, contenders including Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Florence Pugh, Angela Bassett, Eddie Redmayne, Michelle Williams, Kate Blanchett, Brendan Fraser, Tom Hanks, Glenn Powell, and Janelle Monae attended the Black Tie event seen as the official start of Hollywood's movie award season. Uh, and Michael J. Fox used uh, the Bruce Springsteen song No Surrender to describe his battle to find a cure for the degenerative disorder of the brain. He said, that is sort of a personal anthem of mine. No retreat, no surrender. Uh, presenting the award, longtime friend Woody Harrelson said Fox turned a chilling diagnosis into a courageous mission by founding the Michael J. Fox Foundation to seek a cure. The foundation has raised more than a billion dollars for research. Wow. He said he never asked for the role of Parkinson's advocate, but it is his best performance. Michael J. Fox sets the ultimate example of how to fight and how to live. Uh, After receiving a lengthy standing ovation on its way to the podium, Fox quipped to the audience. He goes, you guys are going to make me shake. (laughs) (laughs) He does have a great sense of humor when it comes to all things like that. He said, this is so cool, as he was looking at the statue. Um, And he gave an emotional thanks to Tracy Poland, his wife of 34 years, for her support. From the first diagnosis, uh, he struggled for words, saying Tracy made it clear that she was with me for the duration. Uh, throughout the difficulties and health setbacks caused by Parkinson's, uh, Fox says the experience, uh, the advocacy, and the work for a cure have ultimately been rewarding. He said Parkinson's disease is the gift that keeps on taking, but it truly has been a gift. And I cannot believe that I have been standing here for this long. It's a miracle. Uh, I said, I can't walk and carry this thing, but I asked Tracy to once again to carry the weight. Oh, that's wild. That's yeah, nice. And that's, they've, they've been strong for all, through all this stuff. Yeah. It's got to be taxing. Yeah, absolutely. Drew Barrymore has gotten candid about her relationship to alcohol in the December edition of her, I love it. Of her magazine, Drew. No, it's not oh. that. 
Uh, the Never Been Kissed actress said abstaining from drinking has been one of the most liberating things in my journey of life. Uh, she said one of the bravest things you can do is slay those dragons and finally change an awful cycle in which you found yourself stuck. Uh, for me, it was to stop drinking. Wasn't she in rehab at like 11? Yeah, she was. A, well, she's being she was a dra- dragged around to bars yeah. and drinking when she was a kid. Her mom was uh, not a good mom. Bad influence. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it, I think she went early on to try to seek help, and it you know came back. I remember that People magazine cover with her as a kid coming out of rehab. Uh, she said that uh, this allowed her to finally become free of the torture of guilt and dysfunction. Uh, the talk show host also shared support for others this holiday season, saying during the holidays when we spend so much energy trying to measure up to the picture perfect standards set by the Norm Rockwells of the world, I'd like for you to try to remember to give yourself a pass, a hug, as it were. Yes. And I will try to. Drew Barrymore's right. Yeah. It's um, a nice, uh, nice sentiment. Kathy, with uh, Ellen gone, do you watch any of the any of these other shows? Not really. You know what? As much as I loved Ellen, I didn't often watch her show just right. because I wasn't home at that time. Uh, no, so I haven't really caught on to any of these, or, you know, watched any of these. Yeah, because you have her and Kelly Clarkson, right? Yeah. They're kind of the two... Jennifer I, Hudson. I think hers is more uh, in the morning. I did catch okay. a little of Kelly Clarkson's. Why? Who was it? I can't remember. Kelly Oki? No, I can't remember why I turned it on, but I did. It was Kristen Bell. What was she promoting? Whatever. Anyway, uh, Kelly Clarkson is... Here it comes. <laughs> no, <laughs> she on constantly TV. Talks, she constantly talks over her guests. All right. Yes. Agreed. Constantly. She has not gotten the rhythm down. What, and like, it's what been are you doing? It's been a while. It's been a long... Like, I, it Do you was like Kelly Oki? <laughs> so I didn't but see Kelly Oki. <laughs> it's, it's something that you have to actively work on. As a uh, as a host, as a show host, and um, and and it's your natural inclination to want to contribute, you know, and to and to be a part. But you've got to you got to pull back, and you got to let it breathe. I yeah. know, Justin Carini. As, yeah. as I talk over you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if it's constant, yeah, if it's constant, then it then it can be then you can't unhear it. You it know was, what I mean? and and it was it was. It wasn't even like the end of her sentence where she was then going to say something. Like it was right in the middle of of Kristen Bell's story, and I was. It just. It was hard to like. And then, yeah. And then I didn't. That's all I was looking for, and all I was listening for. I'm Shut like, the f- up! Yeah, this is annoying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade announced Mariah Carey will appear uh, to perform "All I Want for Christmas Is." You. There you go. Yep. Around. You think she's going to lip sync? Yes. Oh, possibly. <laughs> they always. Lip I, it's, them. It kills me when they do that. I know. Yeah. It just kills me. But I guess it. It maybe logistically, it's kind of hard to pull it off in in that parade setting. Has anyone ever done it? I, I, I mean, don't I, know. I, I don't know how. I guess with all of the variables there, you're. You're outdoors. You got all this uh, ambient sound, but they've they've done it before. Yeah, but to make sure, uh, you know, performance after performance after performance, as they are literally going by, right, right, it, it, it might be more difficult to pull off than, than love just, we realize. You've seen technical problems, right? When they've had those periodically, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she posted the news on Instagram, deferring to the traditional parade closer, Santa Claus. She wrote, "My childhood dream is coming to life." I'm going to be opening for the one and only Santa Claus at this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. God, as a kid, I used to freak out when Santa would finish off the, uh, yeah. the parade route. It's uh, awesome. She wrote, tuning in on Thanksgiving Day at NBC, hashtag Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, it was, um, in my household, it was always like posed as like, 
Okay, it's officially Christmas time. Okay. You know, it's great. Yeah, yeah, and this okay. year, Casey, three of the marching bands are fully Nick Cannon's children. Oh, yeah, my. which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Wow. The Cannon children. Ladies and gentlemen, the all Nick Cannon's children marching band. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 wrong button. What? Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, the all Nick Cannon's children marching band. And they're marching all the way to Wildwood, from New York City to Wildwood. <laughs> marching from here to Wildwood, New Jersey. Why? We have no idea. Oh, my goodness. Once they arrive, they'll be collected up in cargo aircraft and then dumped into the ocean. Uh, The usual helium balloons, marching bands, and celebrity lip-syncing to their hits will also uh, be at the parade. The Macy's Parade will be televised on NBC. Uh, Any new... Balloons is here? They, they they usually unveil something. Yeah. Um I've not seen any stories yet. There's usually some new uh well if it's a if it's like a, a, a new animated I think character. it's Lewis Gossett Jr. Is that yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. It's a weird yeah. tribute to Iron, Iron Eagle. Eagle. <laughs> now with a tribute to Iron Eagle, the Lewis Gossett Jr. balloon. Uh, <laughs> it's about time. You know, he's earned it. Is it about time, yeah. though? Yeah. Is that yeah. a Charlie Brown character? <laughs> no, can't you see, you idiot? That's Louis Gossett Jr. in the tribute to Iron Eagle. <laughs> Morons. Do I have to tell you everything? Uh, in the, I the, loved the, in in, uh, in Cobra Kai, Johnny's two favorite movies were yeah, Iron yeah, Eagle yeah. 1 and Iron yeah, Eagle 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like the minions were, are, they, are they new, Nick? You just pulled up a, uh, or, or have they been in the parade before? Well, it's a we giant minion that uh, the the gimmick is that the shrinkway has been broken for so long that it's still a giant minion. Okay, um, there's a big Barney one this year, Pillsbury Doughboy. I love Boss Baby. I, I don't recall seeing that. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I think that's a good uh, that's a good idea. Okay, all right. And well, then uh, there's a large uh, bacon bowl, Preston. Uh, wow. Oh, wow, the giant. Inflatable bacon bowl. Bacon bowl. Uh, but Mariah will be there. We do know that. Uh, Cheryl Burke is ready to move on from Dancing with the Stars. The star who has been a part of the show for 17 years wow. and 26 seasons. That's revealed. too long. Uh, she's leaving the Disney Plus series. She said, I've been uh, crying nonstop. I've been very emotional. Uh, there are a lot of emotions. There's a lot of excitement. There's also... She also said there's also a lot of fear, and the end of the day, it is actually maybe another divorce, in a way, that I'm going through in one year. So she's been candid about her sobriety yes. and a divorce from her ex-husband, Matthew Lawrence, but she believes that it is time for her to focus on herself going forward. I said lately, I've talked a lot about how my body, it just hurts. Uh, for me, as a dancer, as a woman, unfortunately, this is what happens as an athlete as well. And there comes a time, she said, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm 38 and I have certain expectations I set for myself. Uh, sometimes if I don't see what I want to see or think that I'm uh, producing, uh, that has a lot to do with it. But then also it has a lot to do with growth in general. At the end of the day, she said it's my sobriety as well. And I feel like I really have evolved and I've just done a lot of work within myself to continue to be judged, to continue to worry about my body, to continue to worry about if I look good or not look good in a costume is 
not where I am today. We both, you and I, do a lot of this kind of dancing, and yep. you know how you look in the various costumes, and you know if you're not up to snuff. Yeah, and especially while doing the cha-cha-cha. It's like your ass is out there for everybody <laughs> see. Didn't you have a uh, wardrobe malfunction during one of your dancing things, Kathy? Oh, yeah, the um, strap around my neck popped <laughs> popped off and uh, fell down, and yep. I mean, I think I... What you were I, able to hold it in place, though, or did you just let everything hang out? No, no, no. I think there had to have been something. I had to have been wearing something under it. Right. Um, but I remember, yeah, I had to, like... There was, like, a, a move where I dropped to the floor, so I dropped to the floor early. And I remember everyone looking at me, like, what is she doing? And I just... I, it was like God was on my side because I just put my hands, you know, back yeah. by where the snap was, and I, I re-hooked it all. In like a matter of like three seconds. Wow! I don't know how I did it, but I did, and then we went on with the rest of the routine. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, unfortunately, we have a couple of stories of people passing away. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Jason Dave, Jason David Frank. Uh, he's the actor who played Tommy Oliver in the Power Rangers franchise. He passed away forty nine years old on Saturday. He was most well known uh, for his role in the original run of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in nineteen ninety three as the Green Ranger Tommy Oliver. Uh, despite only appearing in 14 episodes during that first season, he went on to become one of the most recognized figures in the franchise, appearing in 10 series and four movies. God, that show was super oh, popular. Yeah. You couldn't escape it. Uh, beyond his role in Power Rangers, Frank was a professionally trained mixed martial artist, highly versed in Taekwondo, Muay Thai, uh, Judo, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and others. Uh, fellow Rangers Walter E. Jones and Blake Foster both shared their condolences on his passing. At this time, no statement's been released uh, by his family uh, on his uh, death. There have been a couple of horrific stories associated with ex-cast members of the Power Rangers, right? There there's, um, there's been a couple of them. Huh. Um, I, I'm trying to remember what was the most recent one, but... Of just, like, tragic... Uh, yeah, just get, getting in with stuff. those, you know, again, bad uh, brushes with the law and stuff oh, like man. that. Um, and then uh, uh, an actress I'm not familiar with, uh, Nikki Acox, uh, known for her recurring role as Meg Masters in Supernatural, died. She was 47 years old. Her husband was by her side. That sucks. Uh, cause of death has not been announced, although she revealed that she was diagnosed with leukemia in March of 2021, announcing it on Instagram, uh, in which she had initially thought she had COVID-19. She wrote, I became very ill thinking I had COVID in January and February. Well, things came to a head, and I ended up in the hospital diagnosed with leukemia. Uh, she posted regular updates until March of this year, uh, and then that's when she stopped uh, posting. Mm. Um, she became a regular favorite in the Supernatural universe while playing Meg Masters between 2006 and 2008. So it just came upon, and it's just sad news, man. Life cut too short. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, all right, this is nice, though. Uh, Eva Mendez may have spilled the beans about a secret marriage to Ryan Gosling. Ooh. Uh, in an interview with Today Australia, uh, the actress said that she's loving it down under. She said, everybody's amazing. Everybody's welcoming us. It's been so beautiful. My husband, Ryan, is here. <sighs> and our children are here. And we're having what the best What did you time. say? Uh, earlier in the week. <laughs> excuse me. What did you say? Uh, earlier in the week. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Mendez shared a photo of a tattoo that she has on her wrist. Uh, it says D Gosling. D's not. <laughs> it's better than yeah, you've got a tattoo on your wrist. It says D's not. Eva Mendez. <laughs> it says D's nuts. <laughs> um, they, I, I think they're a wonderful couple. Uh, and yes. I just watched La La Land again. I agree. Oh, I love that movie. It's great. Love, love, love that movie. 
Uh, she also seemed to hint that the pair were married as well. But d- yeah, D E D's nuts Gosling. Uh, come on, I don't know uh, what does D Gosling mean? It would mean like of of Gosling. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Okay, part of the Gosling. Yes. Yeah. City of stars. City of stars. One day, since we're very close to it. Let's do the opening number of La La Land on the Schuylkill. Okay, yeah. let's. Yeah, we'll just see. like the five of us just, here and yeah. see if we can get everyone else <laughs> to, everybody to stop and join in. <laughs> we'll just have to do it like impromptu. Kathy will let us know when sure. the go. traffic jam is at work. Okay, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should give us the, the traffic yeah. report, Case. All right. I think we could do it. I think we'd be beaten to death. I, I think we could do it. Yeah. I can't, can we do it? Yes. Yes. Uh, will we die? Well, yes. <laughs> Not at all. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Brian Gosling pisses me off, man. That guy's way too good-looking and talented and I know. Uh, just, like, married to her now. And he was in the Musketeer Club. I know, right? Knock it off. Look at this opening. Every time I watch the opening to La La Land on the, uh, you know, and, and knowing that when they shot this thing, it was 111 degrees. Yeah, it's a pretty big production. It's a yeah. gigantic production, actually, when you look at the scope of it. All right, so other couple little tidbits here for you. Uh, Variety reports that HBO is uh, promptly greenlit uh, the White Lotus for another season. Third nice. season will feature new guests at a different White Lotus resort. So I'm uh, currently watching a season two, uh, as per Nick's recommendation. I really enjoyed season one. It, I, I would call it, it, it's sort of a murder mystery, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah, okay. it's mostly yeah. just like character development. It's and, character. Yeah. There are some really weird, uh, wonderful, amazing things that happen in it. it. You know, if you hang with it for a couple episodes and then it starts to deliver. Cool. And then um, let's see. Deadline reports that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have joined forces with uh, Red Bird Capital's Jerry Cardinal, and they're launching their own production company. Huh. Uh, it's called Artist Equ- uh, Equity. Uh, the studio seeks to create entrepreneurial partnerships uh, with filmmakers. So they're trying to get uh, more money for people who are not on camera but involved directly in the filmmaking so process. They were sort of doing this when they had that HBO series Project Greenlight. Yep. So this seems like an extension of that. Yeah, they want to take it to another level. So they are uh, working on that. All right, I think we're ready to do the clips for you. Young Sammy Fableman falls in love with movies after his parents take him to see The Greatest Show on Earth. In The Fablemans, uh, that's what this is. In this clip, the uh, star Paul Dano talks about the challenge of playing this role so soon after playing the Riddler. Here we go. Well, I was so relieved that that was that Stephen would ask me to play this part, especially after that. It was a really good antidote, you know, to... Uh, Bacon Bowl makes a whole new way to munch. To get to play somebody who has so much integrity and <laughs> kindness. You sound insane. Everyone's loving that Bacon Bowl. Yep. Uh, this is unofficially the story of Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything down to his favorite movie being uh, uh, the Cecil B. DeMille, the um, the circus movie. Yep, uh, the greatest show on earth. Yep. All right, uh, next clip. Here we go. Oh, sorry. So a young woman survives on the margins of society when she meets and falls in love with a dangerous drifter in Bones and All. Here, star Taylor Russell explains. Uh, why the story felt real during filming. It kind of has to feel real to play it. And we were in a, an incredible environment, too. There's a harshness in that landscape, but also something so welcoming in the vastness of it. Needless to say, it felt there was a lot to sink into. Ah, bullshit. 
uh, bones and all that theaters now. What? There was no there's no bacon clip in there. Oh. Ah, you were expecting I it. I was. I know you were. I was waiting for it. That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. Not the bacon bowl does bacon not come bowls. if you're expecting it. I actually... You know, we should start a new tradition. Bacon bowl on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> I had Mahali, it in right? here, Nick. You did? I did. And then after the Paul Dano one, I'm like, all right, let me take it. Uh, yeah. be overkill. I was hoping Would you be it. into bacon bowl on the shelf this holiday season? Well, I mean, I don't have room for that. Not with Perky the Quirky Turkey and... <laughs> yeah. And yeah. The yeah, on the shelf. And, yeah. Is Perky up? Lonnie the Lamentable Labia? No, Perky doesn't show up until Thanksgiving right, morning. Come every... on, you know the tradition. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know... It goes back <laughs> to like, centuries. Yeah, at least a year no. and a half. Come on. <laughs> it's a Druid tradition. That's our entertainment report for today. All right. Uh, speaking of bacon. Yes. Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Mm-hmm. Michael Bacon. Lots of bacons uh, on the program uh, today. They will be joining bacon us. Bacon bowls. Yeah, they'll be on the, the show. Uh, the 9 o'clock hour. Actually, they have a song called um, uh, Philly Thing. Uh, which is out, and their uh, uh, proceeds go to uh, some cool charities. Uh, so we'll talk to those guys. Today we should present to them a business opportunity about bowling. starting a bowling alley. A bacon oh, my bowl. God. Bacon bowl. Oh. oh. Yes. Uh, Dude. That's well, not a bad a small idea. percentage is all we ask. That is a great <laughs> idea. Give us the same percentage we got for the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and we will be on easy street in forever. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's take a break and come back as the sun is coming up and shining down and it's a little bit warmer on this Monday morning. We'll be right back. Make sure you stay with us. Greetings, good citizens. With Thanksgiving upon us, the thing I most look forward to is the traditions. Be it family, friends, food, and perhaps a beverage or two. And another tradition I really enjoy is connecting with MMR listeners during my annual Welcome Home broadcast. It's happening on Thanksgiving Day. So this Thursday, starting at 10 a.m. Pierre Standard Time, join me live on the air or the MMR app wherever you are, and I'll be taking requests, dedications, and holiday wishes for the MMR family coming together on Thanksgiving Day. And yes, I will serve up the traditional Alice's Restaurant at 10 a.m. noon and a Pierre vinyl cut version at 2 p.m. So let's stuff our ears with great music and cheer before you stuff your face. And happy Thanksgiving from 93.3 WMMR. Uh, so from time to time, we like to just see what stories we here on the President Steve Show have to share. <laughs> and we're going to try that out in this segment. Uh, Kathy, or no, Marissa has a story and then Nick has a, a story. <laughs> Uh, as well. So we'll see if either of these take hold. So the really the weight of this whole segment is on you too. Yeah, well, please. my so, money's on Marissa. Okay. <laughs> oh, fabulous. We teased your story on Friday night. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's a home run. All Just right. Stay tuned. Uh, what's your story, Marissa? Okay, so uh, every other week I have a Zoom call with the corporate Beasley folks, and it is for a digital platform. Right. Um, as you guys may know, I have another title around here, Assistant Digital Program Director. So we talk about digital trends, all the things that are happening. They also like to talk about success stories. Now, it is all Beasley radio stations. There's what, like 67, 69 stations? Right. So there's representatives from all these stations. There's program directors, uh, promotions directors, all that on this call. And then sometimes they'll ask for success stories and nobody gives one up. So they'll just call it out randomly like you're kind of in high school. They're right. trying to just call you and they'll be like, Casey Foster, what's your story? Share something. So it was the Monday after camp out 
and um, we were talking about something, and they were like, oh, speaking of that, um, we see Marissa and Sarah. Sarah's also on these calls. Um, we would love if somebody talked about Camp Out for Hunger. Now, I should have told you guys that I was taking this Zoom call um, from Joseph Anthony. <laughs> I, need, I needed my extensions So here you up. are at the spa. <laughs> Did you have spa. cucumber slices on your eyes? <laughs> I was actually um, in the hair area, hair right. salon area. I was getting my extensions pushed up. And normally I'm not really on this call, so I just had my earbuds in. Yeah. And I'm listening. No video. No video. Okay. So um, I'm in the chair. I have my hair like half up. Shannon, my stylist, is, you know, pushing up my extensions. Um, and suddenly they call me out. And, of course, I will take any opportunity to brag about Camp Out for Hunger. Not right. just the totals, but all the great videos and photos we have on the website. So I hop on and I start just bragging about it. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I don't have the exact numbers of hits we got, um, but we put up lots of blogs every day and photos and videos, and I start scrolling through the video as I'm talking, and everyone's, like, face is in their hands, and they're just kind of giggling. Oh, God. what's, What's going on? And I realize in the middle of my talking, I just say out loud, Oh, I guess I didn't need to turn the video on to talk to you guys. <laughs> so, so I turned the video on to tell these people, because we don't do Zoom meetings. We're right. in radio, uh, yeah, like, right. or whatever. So there I am with, like, this terrible angle. It's, like, up chin, <laughs> up lighting. My hair is half up. The Medusa. Oh. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm at a client. Like, we're doing this, like, because I'm an endorser of, of Joseph Anthony. I need to do this every couple of weeks. <laughs> and one of the women from uh, a Beasley Corporate goes, did you just put a plug into our, our call? That is so cute of you. <laughs> and I'm literally... As it's ending, I get an email from corporate. And it's like, hey, just let us know if you're not available to go on camera. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Okay. But why did I turn the camera on? There is no reason I could have just... Did you know been... you turned the camera on or no? Yeah. I'm like proudly. I'm like, sorry, guys. I'm at the salon. You guys can listen to me. And I'm just looking at everybody talking and mid... Mid call, I'm like, oh, I guess I could have just went audio. It's not that bad. Only. I mean, you're, 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 it's, it's during the day. You've been up. It's, it's not like it was a Jeffrey Tubin thing. You were, sure. you, yeah, you were, you were fine. You we're know, just not professionals. Yeah, it wasn't like you're writing a Sibian. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Is that the like? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, vibrating uh, the dildo cell. Yeah. Yeah. Dildo cell. That's how they used to call him the old west. The uh, way. We'll get on your dildo saddle. I'll meet you back at the ranch. <laughs> the way some of these people look at, like, Philadelphia Station, they, they might expect that from right. us. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. So thank you guys for making me the most professional person in the world. Hi. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that story. I think that's a solid story. Yeah, and uh, I think it was a good cover that you said it was a client because it is a client. Yes, and that is why we go. Wait, I lied. I was like, oh, I'm shooting in a video. (laughs) (laughs) Well, technically you were right at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I now have a social media post that I get to share about it. (laughs) Talk about on the air. Thank you. Did anybody screen cap it or anything like that? Or I did make a little video afterwards. Yeah, we want to see. I want to see that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marissa's story, uh, and now we have Nick's story. Do we have, a, like, story time music? We should. Do we? we should. Uh, since I mean, this is our, our, it's not bedtime story, right? So, like... Fractured fairy tales or something like that. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we still have that. Something that just while sells they, a little bit. While they look, Nick, I put the bar really no. low. So, <laughs> good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you. Marissa <laughs> took a bullet on that. I thought it was cute. No, I think a lot of people could commiserate with that. Um, mine is a uh, turkey story. It has to do with Thanksgiving. And so I'm going to visit my brother down in uh, a town called Stanton, Virginia. It's in the Shenandoah Valley. It's a really pretty place. 
This is story time. It's story time. Regarding and turkey. now Nick's turkey story. Have you guys ever heard of? Um, have you ever heard of Polyface Farms? No. no. Okay, so Polyface. Yeah, Polyface Farms. It literally oh. means the farm of many faces. And my brother introduced me to this. And I guess there are a few different places, farms in, in uh, the country that are Polyface Farms. I didn't know about it until. My brother told me about it. Now, my brother, um, I think I've shared this with you guys before. Like, they, they're into sort of farm-to-table stuff and right. uh, organic, and they've done, um, like, home births and things. So, like, there, wow. there's a lot of, um, I, I don't want to call it hippy-dippy stuff. It's just, I think... Um, uh, they walk a different path. They do, and they, they really like... They really like locally sourced stuff, you know. So, um, and he's, that, yeah. he's hosting for uh, for Thanksgiving this year. So they decided to get their turkey at this place called Polyface Farms, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's what's like, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> it's all like, uh, you know, free range chickens and and like, cows and whatever. And so I I thought that's a cool. F- so you go and you you can pick out your turkey. What I didn't realize is. You can go and you can pick out your turkey that you can see wandering around the farm. Oh, and then... Your living turkey. Okay. Your living turkey. Yeah. You are given the option oh, of no. whether or not you would like to kill the turkey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to kick the crap out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. So, now, Casey, I asked... It's going to be good. I get to beat it to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, my brother's like, yeah. do I bring a hammer? Or yeah. like a, right, right. right. And uh, he, he... Here's a chair. <laughs> God damn God. <laughs> oh, the meal we're gonna have. You can buy beef from this farm. You can buy bacon from this farm. You can buy, like, a lot of different meat products. I don't think you're given the option to, to kill your pig. To kill your pig or to kill your cow. cow. But but there are... So my uh, brother... Or your pol- cashier. ...politely declined... Uh, the cashiers, I think, are off limits. <laughs> okay. uh, but he uh, politely declined the uh, the option of... He had somebody else kill the turkey. Wow. Um, but he they pick out the turkey, and then you see it wandering around, and um, hmm. if there's That's something... Wild. Yeah, there's Hi, something about, like... where are uh, you folks from? <laughs> Well, we're Why gonna... are you looking at me like that? Fresh, just like no, you. You we're... don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Uh, we're getting our turkey from Bolton, like you guys. Yeah. And Michael my... Bolton Farms. I love it. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't sure. And my wife was even saying yesterday, she's like, yeah, there's a good, because the turkeys are so fresh. She's like, your turkey could be alive right now. And I was like, ooh. Really? <laughs> I don't really I a, ever want to think of it as a living thing. I have a hard time. You guys know this. I, I, I genuinely have a hard time. Like handling the chicken, the the raw meat, cooking it, and then eating it afterwards. Like if I, you don't want to see that process. I, it just, I don't know. I, right. And and if somebody else prepares it for me, if I'm in a restaurant, great, not a problem. There is, I don't think there's any way well, I could do this. My next. brother's approach was like, we're actually going to appreciate this more uh, because right. we've seen where it's from and we knew that it was living and like. It was like you eating with your uh, with your eyes uh, uh, blindfolded or whatever, oh, yeah. or with your hands. Yes, remember and, appreciating more. Eating exactly. with your hands bound have, have and a ball guys, gag in your mouth. My, has has anybody eating. here ever killed their own meal before? No, no. And you know what? No. Yeah, I think we used to I we used to hunt and and fish. I've so. eaten oh fish. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, sure. I've, I've had yeah. venison that other people have killed, but I didn't kill that. No, deer. but I mean you yourself. Yeah. yeah. Taking the life of that animal that you're going to eat. It's interesting. I've yeah. done it. You know, you can, well, if you go buy live lobsters, and, and if you're the one that uh, you can. Hi, either, where are you folks from? Yeah, you can either. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> My cousin's a turkey. He told me the same story. <laughs> you can uh, you can take a knife and put it right between in their eyes. and, oh, and yeah, no, that's, that's how you do it. That's uh, how you do it. Or you can throw it straight no into way. boiling water, but I've, I've definitely done that. Do they leave an option where you could <laughs> Take it into the ground and back over it? I don't know. 
Uh, I've but, eaten a, a barracuda that I caught one time and a yellowfin tuna, which was pretty good. Um, okay, and that was uh, that was off the coast of Mexico. And but like they, we didn't even you didn't clean it. Pull, yeah, clean or or fillet it. I didn't know you could eat barracuda. I didn't either. I thought they were you could eat anything. Yeah, I guess you're right. It was yeah. damn delicious. Yeah. Um, but like you know, I, I, the eating of the turkey that you have killed, I guess the whole process, Preston, is a bit of like mindful eating. It's like yeah. you're, you're aware of where this meat came from, yeah. and you saw that not that long ago it was walking around and alive. Yes. There are yeah. there are people and there are there are hunters that, that exist and will all the food that they call and that they they do appreciate it. And I get yeah. that. Uh, it's it's hard for um, I'd have a tough time. I think it, it makes me less. It's, yeah. it's part of the reason that I did stop hunting as a, yeah. as a kid. I was a teenager, and uh, and then I I stopped eating what I was what we were you know right, right. bringing in. And my mm-hmm. dad would eat it. We it would, none of it would go to waste. Uh, but I felt bad about that in particular. I mean, I get just doing the killing part. It didn't make sense to me. Nah. You know. Uh, that, something about that hobo didn't taste right. <laughs> is it buck season now? Uh, it's it's season. I don't know, but it's rabbit season. <laughs> I will tell you what, though. The past week, I have seen more bucks, big ones, wandering around with full racks, and it's pretty oh, oh, damn yeah. impressive to see, man. I saw one this week. I saw one this morning, and it was probably a six-pointer, and he was a Big sucker, man. Let me ask you, because there was a story we had about the guys who were attacked by a bear while going out and getting um, antlers. Uh, the, the, antlers! They will discard those at a certain point? What happens to the antlers? Uh, what what animal, which of the animal would it be, elk or... Well, elk which, shed would, them. They shed them. Yeah. W- would a buck shed his antlers at a certain point? A buck? A, a, a buck. Yeah! <laughs> You mean a deer? Yes. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the story is with. Uh, or we, we, you, with you're deer locked and loaded, and whether or not they uh, they shed. I assume that they do. But well, here's another question. Because that... deer hunters listen, so I'm sure they'll yeah. let us know. Where so did the gonna... deer and the antelope play? <laughs> uh, here's a. I'm going to pose another question, Preston, uh, because there is antler season and then there's antlerless season. So I don't know when you're allowed to shoot which ones. Okay. Some some deer have. I mean, I think that has to do with bucks versus not versus bucks versus does, but like bucks with or without. Without antlers, um, Pennsylvania has more deer than any state in the country. Yeah, and they're all we're, in my backyard right we're now. Overrun, yes, and they love your arborvitaes. Oh my there. god, they love them. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. Oh, let me try this again. Now we can hear you. Hi, Michelle. Good morning. How is everyone? Great. What's up, Michelle? Uh, yeah, I want to let you know that my husband every year usually shoots a wild turkey, and that's what we have for dinner. Oh. He shoots a wild turkey, and, yeah. and, and you do the whole process for yeah, Thanksgiving? We're big, we're big hunters. Matter of fact, I have a four-foot turkey that's stuffed in my trophy room here right now in Langhorn. Wow. Uh, Michelle, when does uh, when does you go out to harvest uh, for, uh, well, for we Thanksgiving? Went, we, we went up, uh, he's been doing a lot of overtime, so we went up Saturday afternoon, and before we went out, and they changed the season this year. It actually ended Saturday for wild turkey, but we did go out yesterday morning for pheasant, and he missed a big hen, but we have a pheasant from last year. That's what we're going to eat this year for turkey. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, we did, we did it last year because what happens is the turkeys, it goes with the weather. So the last couple of years, they've been coming out early. Okay. So they, they're smart, like bears. They come out right before the season, and then they go away. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was curious yeah. of what, what you do if you come up empty-handed. So. Well, we, we usually bear. Pheasant. How about the Thanksgiving okay. bear? That was delicious. There's a ton of wild turkeys in South Jersey. Like Thanks, over, like, you gotta eat 
Michelle, they're just yummier? They're, they're, there's no fat. We cook it in an oven bag, and it gets juice. Yep. And it's like candy. You can't stop eating it. That's how okay. good it is. But right. fat, fat's but pretty awesome, though. About the deer, I got 56 mounts in this house right here. You have what now? 56 mounts. 56 mounts. I got four full. And the bitch ain't one? Bucks. I got European mounts. Oh. I got turkeys. I got, I got yeah, in, in my house here in Langhorn. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's yeah. got to yeah, look he's, terrifying. He's hunters, but we eat everything we hunt. It's like a Very house good. of death. Very good. <laughs> yes. It's like a How many house of dead, dead animals can we fit in the house? Move the dead beaver if you want to sit on the couch. Well, you know what? It's it's cool. I got the mountains. I have a black squirrel that looks at me while I sleep. Yes, of course. That is cool. Uh, yeah. Most uh, oh. sleep therapists say have a uh, stuffed squirrel facing <laughs> you when you sleep. Black squirrel. Yeah, uh, yeah well, they're unique. They're not like, there's not a lot of true. And my yeah. husband makes his own European mounts. When Nick was saying about the antler, antlers and then the buffs. People from Europe. They they shed. What they do is they shed. People will go out later on and go looking for the racks. And then I have quite a few of them. I have a, I have a duck in here. I have all kinds of stuff. We've duck, spoken. Ducker antlers are really impressive. We've spoken to Michelle before. Yes, 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 yes. We know Michelle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen you guys. Nice to talk to you. And uh, enjoy your... Wild turkey. Well, it's, it's called a fresh turkey. If you're right. going out, well, it. Happy Thanksgiving, Michelle. Have a good one. Yeah, happy uh, Thanksgiving. Right. Take right. care. See you later, right. Michelle. Okay. So uh, antlers are shed every year. If they are not that, then they are horns. So if a, an animal keeps it year-round, it's a horn. If they shed it, it's an antler. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I was. I mean, I'm, I know the difference in... in uh, horns and antlers, what they look like, but yeah. I, I didn't know that that was uh, a distinction as far as uh, their development goes. That's the difference. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know what? Uh, real quick, we'll go to Steve, who's a hunter, I assume. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Hey, got to start for bonding your work. It's all good, Steve. What's <laughs> up, man? So, yes, I've been hunting forever. So, yeah, basically, antlers are shed for Preston. You'll see uh, more bucks now because of the rut going on. Okay. Um, so you're going to see these bucks traveling more and more. Yeah. And the antlerless season is actually for does. It's a separate tag. Okay. So, so uh, Steve, when when, it, when a uh, when a buck sheds, does he uh, will he move it along by you know rubbing it against a tree, or do, will it will just the antlers so fall off? So you, You'll see over time they, they rub them off, they start bothering them, but that's more you'll see them rubbing it when their rut's going on. They're trying to get their scent everywhere. Right. Um, and then once, the, you know, the end of winter comes, they start shedding, and then when they grow them back, they can grow up to an inch a day. That's wow. amazing. Yeah, because okay. those suckers, when you see like a full, like a like an eight-point buck, or, or yeah. those things are super sharp, yeah. do a ton of damage. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right, thanks, Steve. Appreciate it, man. All right, see you later. Do you stalk and kill your own cranberries? Uh, no. Yeah. We, uh, we let them die naturally. Uh, and when they, when they, when they yeah. fall, they go that way. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty wild. I wonder if there are any um, farms around here yeah. that will allow you to slaughter your own, whether it's a turkey or whatever you may be. Strangle farms will let you do that. <laughs> it's behind the Plymouth Meeting Mall. Yeah. They give you a, a piano wire. Strangle And farms. you go out and strangle whatever you want. Isn't Ted Nugent there's Could I person? strangle an emu? Go right at it. Welcome to Strangle Farms. <laughs> At Strangle Farms, you do the killing. <laughs> Here, that's, uh, what about cow? Can I do I strangle away? Strangle. <laughs> 
Just use a thicker piano wire. There it is. What were you going to say, Nick? Staying uh, old? Nice. Yeah, I was okay. going to say this. Okay. <laughs> um. Wow. Uh, we're, yeah. gonna, we're going strangling today. Yeah. <laughs> So, Nick, if you do slaughter your own turkey at uh, Polyface Farm... Axe. It's an axe? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I it's not strangling. I uh, oh, can't. You just what kind of you don't, psychopath do you don't keep jumping? Mean. Here's what you do is, Casey, yeah. you, have the, you have the turkey yeah. sit in the passenger seat of the car. Right. And you're behind him. Right. All on the Godfather. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I would be, you know, but they say, though, at the point at which... When the animal is killed, there is a, um, if it is, it is, uh, you know, and again, I, I, I'm a hypocrite. I, I, I try, you know, to not eat as much of that sort of stuff as I can. But, uh, but you know, let's face it, some of the stuff tastes good. That said, at the point, at the point at which the animal dies, apparently, if it is not in fear, yeah, the meat will taste well, better. I've been told by my brother. Yeah, am I correct on that? Well, this, this is supposed to be the, the best turkey that I'm going to ever have. Right. And it's part of the reason. Like, that's it was raised in a way to um, make it taste better. Right. And so we'll see if that's the case or not. But uh, I'm, I'm interested to, like, I want to go visit this farm when I'm down there this week. So strangling would seem to be contrary to a good tasting turkey. This reminds me, and I've mentioned this movie on the air many times throughout the years, but there was a movie called Faces of Death. Oh, oh yeah. God. God. Scene oh, where man. they, and, I, and, and a lot of it has been, uh, debunked as yeah. it, as it was fake, and and uh, so there's a scene where they they take a monkey and they yeah. put him in the table, and they and the people take the, these hammers and they beat the monkey's head in, and then they eventually eat its brains. Uh-huh. Exactly, did I do to you? <laughs> yeah, so uh, that would be a bit yeah macabre. This, macabre. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Case, you were saying what kind of a psycho would yeah would go and do that? Yeah, here, here give me that axe. Let me, I. No, thank you. Well, there is. I do understand, and, and a lot of people say that they're, they're if they're taking, they they that's they're going to eat it. If they're going to do it. They will they will do it themselves because out of deference, and that's the process. No, it's I it's, get that. It's not hunting, but right. I mean, our our farming system, yeah. Uh, huge huge part of it is is livestock, and that's how you do yeah, it. I know, you know? I, mean, it's, I know. It's it's not. Do you know? Go out and hunt those cows. N- number one purchaser of piano wire is our <laughs> farming industry. Hatfield <laughs> Meats. <laughs> My um, strangle farms. <laughs> my old roommate. Uh, I just found it's this out in oh. uh, in the spring that he and his brother actually have a cattle farm. It's a small one, right? But they raise. Where do you get and, those seeds? And they and they slaughter cattle. I, I'm like, so you uh, have to. He's like, yeah, yeah. We got a bam. Who, who is this? Uh, my old roommate from college. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't know this, but uh, yeah. Did and, he keep cows on campus? No, no. <laughs> Uh, by the way, somebody's pointing out the uh, there's a uh, the pig killing scene in Sarah uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> I forgot about that. They're going to have a luau. And yeah, he's got to kill a pig. Oh. Uh, yeah, Joel, so somebody ex- uh, texted this in. It's uh, Joel Salatin. It's the name of the guy that started this farm. He's a really interesting dude. Um, and uh, it's called Polyface Farms. It's in, uh, outside of Stanton, Virginia. Oh, Kathy. Yeah. Fall activity. There you go. <laughs> I can't. I, I listen, I, I'm looking up places. This next place is quite. Next space is called Strangle Farm. Well, I was looking up around here where you could do it. I, I haven't found anything yet, but I'm sure there's somewhere where you could, you know. Around here? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Well, you have ton. Don't you have wild turkey in your area? Uh, no, I haven't seen any in years. They're, they're, you're pretty they're, rural out Yeah, there. there used to be, it used yeah. to be a turkey farm, our, oh. our neighborhood that we live in, actually, you, but I haven't seen one in, in years. Um, Barrington, you don't even have to go rural. In Barrington, New Jersey, like Haddonfield, Haddon Heights, like, dude, Wild turkeys. Wild turkey, 
All is that over by uh, one of the? You remember the Ron Jaworski course? It's right across the river. Yeah, uh, played there a couple times. Both times saw wild turkey all over the place. Yeah, probably. I mean, okay. Chuck D'Amico lives in Barrington, and you know, you go down his street. There's like a little patch of woods right there. Ton of turkey. And there, there have been a couple stories this year of wild turkeys uh, that are. Like holding towns hostage, yes, because they're, uh, they're very aggressive, aggressive, and and uh, defensive uh, for whatever uh, their nesting areas or whatever it may be. Yeah, but... give me an axe then, then yeah. I'll then I'll take right, that. then you'll take yeah. that bastard yeah. out. If no. I were to go to Polyface Farms, I would have to do something where the turkey would have to like hurt me first, you know, like, right? Like peck say something the... inappropriate. Yeah. Say yeah. something. I'll be like, oh, oh, is that right? Give me the axe. <laughs> I don't like the look of your family. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you're on the radio, huh? You thought I get a real job? Uh, I love you, you son of a bitch. Set him to strangle farms. Uh, what is this? Uh, here we go. This is the the, the farm. Polyface says it's featured prominently in Michael Pollan's book, uh, The Omniverse Dilemma. And Omnivore. Doc- oh, Omnivore's Deliver. I'm sorry. Uh, dilemma. And the documentary films Food Incorporated and Fresh. Uh, Pollan became interested in... Uh, what's his name? Salatin. Salatin, uh, because of his refusal refusal to send food to locations beyond a four hour drive of his farm. Uh, okay, so this is the guy that owns the uh, yeah. The- Joel, Joel Salatin is his name, and he's just an interesting dude. He's a bit controversial, but um, uh, it's certainly a new way to eat a turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to. Uh, I have uh, Christina on the line. Hey, Christina. Good morning. Hey. Good morning, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Christina? So I had a weird occurrence happen this week that I've never, ever had happen. Hayden, go check in. Um, Hayden. (laughs) Have a good day, Hayden. Love you. Love you. (laughs) So I bus the bus in the morning, and usually it's super cold out this time of year, so we don't take the dog out to play until, like, the afternoon or late morning. Uh But for some reason, I ended up bringing him out back. And I'm noticing in my backyard, I have a metal fence going around my property. And uh, I see there's, like, two huge bucks in the backyard, and they're just staring at me. Okay. Big-ass racks. And I'm like, Inside Inside your fence? Inside my fence. Okay. And they're not moving. Okay. So my dog runs around, and they see the dog, and then they scat. But then in the corner of the yard, I see that there's this doe, probably 100 pounds of a doe. And I'm like, that's weird. That wasn't there last night. So I check the camera on the back of my house, and I see that this doe apparently jumped the fence. And got caught in like wires and mm. broke its neck. Oh, okay. So at six a.m., an hour before I got out there, she had just died. And I guess when they die, the deers come back to check on it because they're like, "What the what the hell's wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. Getting up. Okay. Which is strange. I never knew that happened. But we ended up processing the meat because it was still hot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh All right. Yeah, we so, free so who do you call, uh, Christina, for uh, something like that? Do you call the the, the, the Dear game warden or police or what? So, yeah, you're supposed to call the game warden, and apparently there's a lot of shady stuff that happens every year with hunting. So they're like, oh, yeah, sure, the deer broke its neck on your right. fence. Ha, ha. Right. And so you call the butcher, call the game warden, let them know. They give you a tag if you want to keep it, if it's, like, within the five hours or six hours. Mm-hmm. And you can take it to the butcher for processing. What they have you do is, like, they say, tell the butcher to keep the head and the hide so we can check it. Okay. Just to make sure there's no shady business going on, you know, deer murder. <laughs> you keep the head so you can interrogate it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, what, uh, that, so you have 100 pounds of meat. I assume you're yep. going to share that with people, right? There's no way you're going to go through 100 pounds of meat. No, no. My friend and I actually uh, ended up splitting it between our two families, and we had, like, deer jerky made and deer meat sticks and steaks and ground beef or wow. ground deer. 
Okay. So, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's it's, it's crazy that you had a, a, a doe commit suicide in your backyard, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. My property must be so toxic. It was like, ah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, early Christmas gift. There you go. All right. Thanks, Christina. Let's see what else is dead in the back here, right? Yeah. Let's see what else we can find back here. Wow. Interesting. You guys are making me want to become a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Uh, Nick, I was not aware of that. that farm where you could go yeah. and um, and do that polyface check it yeah. out but but you you can choose to to pass yes, and, right and, and my murder brother has party. he's not murdered any turkeys but yeah. we will be eating one okay. but they, they my, will do a nice little video of them my brother uh, texted me and his name is Larry he was three your and brother's good... name is Larry I thought it was Adam <laughs> no the turkey oh uh, his name was Larry he was three and a good boy he should be delicious well, okay F- you Larry <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Good time. Oh, man. I guess you do have to be pissed off at the yeah, turkey. Yeah. 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 That's him right before he swings the axe. What'd you say? Yeah. F*** you, Larry. But <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it up. Larry didn't do anything to him. Are you sure? Were you there? Maybe he did yeah. it just to, to yeah. justify it. Yeah. Just, just made himself angry. Made up a lie in his head. And then right before it, he curses at Larry before it. F*** you, Larry. <laughs> All right. Uh, we need to take a break. We have some Bizarre File stories coming up. But do you know what else we have? A Christmas Miracle live broadcast. And it is on it's this- a Christmas. December 21st, uh, Parks Casino at the Excite Center, and we're starting to give away some passes. Yes. I have them now to give away. So if now, call only if you know a thing or two about the Preston and Steve show, because we're going to test your knowledge. You might get chosen to be up on stage to participate in our contest where we will ask you trivia questions about the show. And if you do get them right in those uh, heats that we have, uh, we have some of our biggest prizes of the year. I'll take five callers right now who are available to join us that particular morning, Wednesday, December 21st. It's a Miller Lite Ugly Sweater edition. Make sure you wear your ugly sweater because we have prizes for that as well. You have to be at least 21 years of age. You and a friend can go, but you got to be there by 6 a.m. So there's some rules about this whole thing. But let's get you on board for that party, which will be here before you know it. It's one month from today. We're going to take a break. We'll come back some Bizarre File stories when we return. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Red Robin. The holiday gifts are all wrapped. Give the gift of yum with a $25 Red Robin holiday gift card. And you can get a $5 bonus buck reward for you now through December 31st. Red Robin Yum. All right, um, let's uh, let's just sit and listen to the first line of this story. All right, all right, all right. A man from Northern Jasper County, Indiana, is dead after falling into a lagoon of manure. Oh, oh my God! My 
at a dairy farm on Thursday. Sounds like such fun. Robert Van Baren died as a result of blood loss. His death was ruled an accident. Mm. First responders were called to Windy Ridge Dairy Farm at 8.37 a.m. on Thursday. The sheriff uh, said that Van Baren apparently fell into the Laguna Manure after a piece of equipment rolled into the lagoon and became partially submerged. Uh, Initially, the sheriff said first responders planned to pump the manure runoff out of the pond in order to locate Van Buren, but the process would have taken two days. Instead, first responders sailed through the manure pond on a boat. Oh, my God. With a treble hook, which was eventually used to haul Van Baren out of the lagoon once he was found. This is no good part of this story. No, he wasn't located until nearly... Even though you're sailing. Nearly 1 p.m., more than four hours after he'd reportedly fallen into the lagoon of manure. Yes, sailing can be a pleasant experience, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you might want to question that if you're sailing on a manure lagoon. Uh, an excavator excavator was used. Oh, they're to, down by Manure Lagoon uh, to retrieve the vehicle and uh, the agitator from the lagoon. It's right uh, by Piss Pond um, <laughs> in Wales. An elderly man has been taken to the hospital with serious injuries after being attacked and trampled by a dangerously out of control cow. Uh, the police received reports that the cow had escaped from Whitland Mart. Steve, this was at, like a... at Strangle Farms. <laughs> Strangle Farms? Preston, it was not a catastrophe. He was trying to take on a cow. Yes, it was. Uh, police received reports of a cow dangerously out of control. Uh, the cow had escaped can't get that way. the mart and made its way to the center of the village. It came across an elderly man where it attacked and trampled him, causing serious injury. The man was uh, conveyed by air ambulance. Uh, the sheriff said the cow then went on to uh, to the That's rail. That's it. I'm tired of getting tugged on all day. He went on to the rail track in the area, and trains had to be put on stop to mitigate the danger to them. Wow. Eventually, it made its way to a field where every effort was made to safely contain it. In consultation with the owner, unfortunately, all attempts failed. We're going to have to strangle it. And due to the danger posed by the animal, it was humanely dispatched. With a hand grenade. By being strangled. <laughs> oh, man. With the consent of the owner. So, That's crazy. It's, uh, yeah. Now, we have heard stories of them you know, them stampeding people and so on and so forth and getting, you know, a little uh, aggressive. But this is this is insane. Yeah, if they're, I mean, listen, they're huge. Yeah. They, they can do what they want to do. And, right. Uh, this guy, they just don't know that. Yeah, this guy didn't, uh, this, this cow was uh, out for blood. A man uh, is facing multiple charges after being accused of shooting a turkey from a car window with a handgun. Okay. Uh, New Hampshire has two turkey hunting seasons. Is there a specific season where you can shoot them from your car with a handgun? No. They have one for shotguns and one for archery. Right now, hunters aren't allowed to use firearms to shoot turkeys. Fish and Game Captain Michael Eastman said that even if they were, the man used a gun he never would be allowed to hunt with. All right. For the next week, you can drop bowling balls on them from a scissor lift. Conservation officers said the man used a 9mm handgun to shoot the turkey from a car window. Jesus. Officers said they... That's how lazy. uh, They learned about the alleged... Coaching after getting a tip from a concerned citizen. Uh, Eastman said it kind of goes against ethics and people's morals within hunting, so it's pretty unique for somebody to do that. That somebody has gone against that really everything that they've been taught and what they would know to be uh, the law to be. Eastman said the facts allege in the case go against the ethics and morals of legitimate hunters. He said, I mean, we've had homes get shot with shotguns because turkeys like bird feeders and they hang out in people's yards. 
if it's a bigger turkey or what someone would think is a trophy turkey, they'll certainly shoot them in areas where they're not supposed to be. So he's saying to follow the law. Don't do something yeah. like that. Uh, so a 40-year-old Montana woman faces several felony charges after police say she discharged a revolver into the front desk of a hotel and threatened to shoot at least three people. Rebecca Lynn O'Connell has been charged with three accounts of aggravated assault. The incident began to unfold shortly after midnight when police were dispatched to the lobby of the travel lodge. O'Connell called police to report she had shot herself in the hand, adding that she was still armed with a firearm and would shoot anyone who came near her. So even people trying to help her? Yes, officers Mm -hmm. arrived on the scene, observed the front desk employee standing with his hands up, and O'Connell armed with a silver handgun while pacing back and forth inside the lobby of the hotel. Come anywhere near me and I'll shoot myself again. Shortly after, officers arrived and stationed themselves outside of the hotel, armed rifles and carrying ballistic shields. Uh, police said O'Connell was then ordered by police to drop the revolver lie face down on the ground, which she did. O'Connell was subsequently detained in handcuffs. Officers began to place uh, O'Connell in a patrol vehicle when her boyfriend, identified as Chalice Bloxham, <laughs> approached them while yelling. What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> when I stay at the travel lodge, I expect a certain level of customer satisfaction. Officers detained Bloxham and searched him, locating in his coat pocket a speed loader and bullets for a thirty-eight special revolver. That's mine. Officers in viewed, uh, interviewed O'Connell, who said that she had used methamphetamine about oh. 12 hours beforehand. Oh, it gets better. Okay. O'Connell told police that Bloxham was attempting to kill her and that the front desk employee of the hotel provided them towels that contained chloroform. Oh, this is an employee on. was providing them. Did you send up some towels dipped in chloroform? I'm attempting to kill my woman. O'Connell said Bloxham. <laughs> the meth wasn't enough. Said Bloxham was going to kill her by, by putting. Way, is there a Caesar's Peach in the area? <laughs> by putting the chloroform lace towel over her mouth. <laughs> Police found absolutely no evidence to support any of O'Connell's claims. Mm. The handgun that she was armed with was determined to be a Ruger 357 Magnum revolver. Bloxham uh, was on probation at the time and was arrested on an agent's warrant. Inside the room, officers located a rifle and drug paraphernalia. So O'Connell was subsequently charged and booked for the entry. And there you go. That's a good one. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back. Don't forget the Bacon Brothers are going to be joining us. Yes, Kevin Bacon, Michael Bacon. uh, They've got a Philadelphia-centric song uh, that they're going to uh, talk about. Bacon Bowls. And Bacon Bowls (laughs) for everyone. The new business. Uh, We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. We are happy to pass along the results of Camp Out for Hunger. You raised over 2.8 million pounds of food. 2.8 million? A half million pounds more than last year. Money raised going to fill abundance. $1,078,254. It's astonishing. And a reminder, you can still donate at your local Acme. Yes. Everyone stepped up in incredible fashion. Absolutely. (laughs) Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Event Equip, Philly Photo and Film, Town Square Rentals, Pods, Moving and Storage, Bowder Audio, and Newman University Videography. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Pepsi, Duncan, and Stauffer. 93.3 WM. MMR, putting Philly first. 
Uh, real quick, a couple of shout-outs, if you don't mind. I forgot my uh, my buddy Jeff wanted me to mention uh, his wife, Megan Stricker, had huh. her birthday. It was last week, so a hey. little... Bel- belated shout out to Megan there. And then uh, this email says, hey, my wife Kim and I are moving to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina at the end of November. And I'd love a big, juicy shout out. I will continue to stream on YouTube and hope to fly up for the Camp Out for Hunger uh, in the future. And, nice. Uh, this is from Tony Acker. He's also friends with the guys in Drop Dead Sexy. And he says, uh, my friend Lisa and I are huge Froggy fans as well. <laughs> uh, so, sorry you guys are leaving town, man. But uh, good luck with everything. Uh, here's a shout out for you. And uh, Myrtle Beach is lovely. So yeah, you can continue to listen. Hope you guys enjoy No matter where it. you are. Uh, this one also I got. It says, hey guys. Uh, oh, Casey, my name is Shauna. Oh, here we go. I know we I have. A, you, I know yeah. we have a Shauna. We try to have uh, people's names uh, handy as far as clips oh, go. Shauna, so. Shauna. Yes. All right. So, uh, Shauna, Shauna says I want to email you guys and let you know. Uh, uh, tell you thank you for everything you guys do. If you can send a shout out to my mom Pam. My mom has been a fan of you guys uh, for years. Uh, my late stepfather uh, Rich uh, was always at your events. Uh, anyway, my mom was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, uh, which spread to her liver, lungs, and now her brain. Uh, she's determined to keep fighting. Uh, she is a badass like that. Uh, please send her a shard out, if at all possible. A little word of encouragement as well. Uh, love you guys, and that is from Shauna Powers. So, uh, yeah, we hope she's uh, going to stay positive, and, and uh, hopefully you guys will have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes, and, and, um, embrace every second of it. Absolutely. Here's a shard out, and uh, we wish you guys luck and everything. Uh, and then let me see if I have any... Uh, I want to make sure, because we're heading into a holiday weekend, and I don't want to get... Uh, Backed up. Oh, you know what? I got this one the other day, real quick. Says, uh, hey guys, I'd like to request a shout out for uh, our own Michael Barkan. Oh. For my husband's birthday, I bought him a cameo from Mike. <laughs> and Mike hit it out of the park. Uh, he was hilarious and touched on every bit of info that I gave him about Nick, my husband. Nick was so surprised, also a tad embarrassed, to get a personalized birthday greeting from such a worldly known good guy <laughs> and local celebrity. And I just wanted Michael Barkan to know he totally rocks and to recommend his cameo to anyone who listens to WMMR. Uh, it was as if he actually and genuinely cared, and it was like they were just friends talking. Thank you for everything you do. And that is uh, from uh, Felicia uh, Catalano. So here's a shout out, and uh, that is for you. And That's yes. pretty, I, wonder, so I wonder what he gets on average for a uh, for a cameo. Yeah. Because you know he'll step up and do a good one. Oh, you know he would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Michael, he's so freaking energetic, man. Uh, he cracks me up. All right, and then uh, one last one. This is from a while back. I missed this one. Uh, it says, uh, hey, I'm a Mark, longtime listener, and you guys make uh, my morning and exercise routine so much better. I just wanted to start off with my cousin, best friend, and new bride, uh, Megan Groob. Uh, she's marrying her fiancé in Disney, but it happened on November 8th, so I'm a little late. So her maiden name is Groob? I guess so. Let's hope she's upscaling. And I can't be there to celebrate, so I wanted you, uh, I wanted to throw her a shard out, and if possible, a small huh from Steve. Because ah, uh, it always cracks her up. And love from your lifelong best friend uh, from uh, Autumn Davis. So here's a shard out for you. <laughs> And that is for you. Good luck with everything, Gruber. Groob. The Groobster. The Groober. 
Um, all right, so with uh, Thanksgiving approaching on Thursday. We have limited time before everything kicks in on Thursday. Yeah, I you don't know. you got to do your prep now, right? I don't know if this would officially be a connoisseur segment or not, but I do have food-related and oh. Thanksgiving-related things. We do have a sponsor, though. And I did not have it on Friday. We do. Bacon Bowls and Strangle Farms. Strangle Farms <laughs> from Bacon Bowls. Bacon Bowls. Strangle your own pig today and create your own, your custom bacon bowls. What? Yeah. Stra- strangle memories that'll last a lifetime. All right, so, you know, I go back and forth on my my favorite parts of the Thanksgiving feast as oh. far as the actual food goes and what is my favorite. Okay. And I think after reading this article, uh, I may have landed on uh, the stuffing being my, the thing that I really look ah. forward to having. It's always been my number one. It's your it? number one? Always. We've I had many it, a discussion man. about stuffing. It is It, it has divided nations. Why yeah. do we only have it once a year? Why do because we only we're have that once a year? You can have it any time you want. You can. You know? Yeah. You can keep it in your glove compartment. Yeah. If you really wanted to, you could keep it in your glove is compartment. It, is it okay on its own? Like, I What's love yeah. stuffing. I love it as much as you do. I just don't think that stuffing by itself is as good if you don't have, like, turkey and gravy. Okay. Are you saying just oh. a bowl of stuffing? Correct. Like, if you were to sit down and eat, like, like a bacon bowl? chili or something like that? Yeah, I'm going to have me... A... Introducing Bacon Bowl. I'm going to have me a turkey sandwich any day of the week. I'm never going to just sit there and eat a bowl of stuffing. No. It's a side dish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's, it's, and a, I'm it's not only gonna... good because you it has something to be the on the side. That's of. not true. Nick, because you see yourself sitting watching TV with a bowl of stuffing, eating it with your hands... No. Okay. Uh, but I think what's sit, happened... You can sit at, in front of the TV and eat a, a turkey sandwich. Yeah, we could. With your hands. I, I think we've been so trained and so conditioned. Yeah. To, I think it is so uh-uh. It is so burned into our minds that stuffing is only for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That I, I think it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's it's not a bridge though. too far for many people. No, because stovetop has come in and, and they, oh. you know... Yeah. We're having chicken and stovetop. You know, that was the, the big what? thing. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to do well, that. Well, I guess in, in my house, we just never did it. It was always a Thanksgiving thing, and I right. never really bothered to make it uh, on another occasion, which you, you, you very easily can. You have stuffing off holiday? Uh, I mean, I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's chicken <laughs> and stovetop. But I will not have stuffing, Nick, without gravy. Uh, stuffing and gravy, they're like... what If you have stuffing and gravy, what will then be the side to that? I mean, I would, I would eat those by themselves, but I don't. Chicken. I don't really like stovetop. It needs a. It needs a side. It needs sure. to have something to go with. I agree. No, so I, don't, I, don't I don't think it's a cool. standalone. You know what, Nick? I will have stuffing uh, without gravy. Uh, that's that's not a problem. I can mm. have a jar. But then again, I'm the man who has too. waffles without yeah. syrup. By yeah. the way, you're stuffing hating right now. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm stuffing loving. Stuffing shaming. I'm saying that stuffing. I'm not. I'm not a stuffing shamer. I'm you're, a stovetop fan. You're getting fan. angry over stuffing. I was I noticing that. No, no, no. I'm just saying that, like, stuffing is fantastic. It just can't survive did, on its own. What did stuffing do to you? Yeah, you're being nitpicky. Let me ask you. Have I you ever kill had... my stuffing on my own every year. Yeah, you go to stuffing, strangle stuffing farms. Yeah. Have you ever had a stuffing sandwich? No. No, because it's already... It's already it's bread. 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 Yeah. Have you ever it's had bre- a bread sandwich? But you know people who have those. Yeah. What? Stuffing sandwiches. Like, uh, growing, really? I, well, growing up, I knew at least two or three people who would have wow. stuffing That's sandwiches. Nice. That's like having a... Pizza sandwich. I am in agreement. Bread with you guys. and bread. I want to. I want to clear the record here. Yeah. Stuffing oh, is here awesome. He goes again. No, 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 no. You shut up. Uh, now he's back. Back paddling. <laughs> back paddling. I'm just saying, stuffing is great. Just be a man and stand by your words. <laughs> I am. Eat your words. <laughs> shut up over there. You, so you shut up too. Listen to him. Oh my God, this so poor guy. Angry. Wow. So angry all the time. Struck, Take that ring. Struck a stuffing nerve. I know. Uh, no, I, I, I listen. There. Stuffing has to go a long way to be considered, in my book, 
bad, mm-hmm. but the the <laughs> biggest sin of stuffing is overly dry stuffing. Oh yeah, but that's where the gravy comes in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, hate where the gravy comes in. I hate Thanksgiving dinner. There's nothing good. It's oh, there's. Whoa! I, I know. Right. I'm sorry. I hate yeah. Yeah. Now, look, now look at who's hating wow. on things. To me, it looks I, like we have a new creep in town. <laughs> Wait, yeah. I just said seriously. I just said to my cousin. I was like, <laughs> it's the same old. Thing every year, I was like, "It's like giving thanks." It's coming from the girl who literally does nothing for for what? What do you provide for Thanksgiving? She's talking on on the consumer level, right? No, and I would never show up empty-handed. I don't. I don't cook the full meal because I don't host it. Here's a freshly strangled turkey. But uh, no, Casey, I would never show up anywhere empty-handed. You're saying Um, the the dishes, the the food service. Yeah, and I'm not saying like specifically from the person who's making it. Just like it's it's turkey. It's stuffing it's the stupid cranberry stuff like I, to me it's just it's so i'm over it's boring i, I said to my mom i go can you make lasagna oh my god <laughs> she was like maybe i'll do that for christmas that might be a better idea uh it's only once a year and that's too much for you well I, you know what my what my conversation was was that it's the same for thanksgiving and christmas mm. like it's the exact mm. same dinner that's where oh, so I, I, like to, I like to change yeah. that meal i, I, I agree i think it's too, of my year i think it's too quick to do the exact same meal like, to do I, a turkey i try to do something else because like I, I can get excited about different meals and different dishes like i don't get excited about thanksgiving oh, that's you know what I mean? the, the, the food part aspect i of it. will try to search out unique recipes each year of some Something to try a, a turn on the old classic, you yeah. know, or something like that. But anyway, we were talking about stuffing, yeah. and I do have a piece of information that right. I think is worth passing along. Get a uh, get a pencil; you might be uh, using this. Uh, so, the crumbly, starchy side has been a top searched term on Google in the last month as the holiday draws closer, according to search data collected by Google Trends, a search engine analytics platform. Uh, and by the way, there are. Um, uh, this is uh, researchers from uh, Google News Initiative created an infographic uh, based on each state's uniquely searched stuffing. And they said we, devi- we define uniquely searched as a term that is overrepresented in a region compared to the country. For example, if avocados were uniquely searched in California, that means that California searched it more than the U.S. as a whole. So they took this and whatever state... Uh, uh, th- there, there were different searches that they did uh, for right. stuffing types of stuffing in particular. So they broke it out by holes. For example, well, here, here's yeah. one of the, a few of the things they uh, they divided it into five stuffing categories: produce, mm-hmm. meat, cornbread, and other or regional. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those okay. are the those are the ones. Uh, by the way, the term uh, whether you, there are two different terms you could use: there's stuffing. And dressing. So the word stuffing is a top searched term in 33 states and the District of Columbia, where the word dressing is a top searched term in 18 states. My What's the delineation? My parents called it dressing. Did they? They, so they called stuffing dressing. Yeah, which was weird because I always thought of it as stuffing, even though they called it dressing. But uh, apparently it's the southern states mm-hmm. uh, that... Uh, Dressing is where it is is referred to. So my parents are Southern. They grew up in uh, Kentucky. So that's where they they get that term. So this definition up here actually is is most linear to what I always thought it being. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So uh, here you go. Stuffing is defined as a mixture used to stuff another food, traditionally poultry, before cooking, whereas dressing is cooked in a pan outside of the turkey cavity. I thought the same thing, Steve. Right. 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 Okay. So um, I I need some help because I, I prepared dinner last year for Thanksgiving, first time ever. 
Uh, the stuffing was amazing. I can't remember. There was something I put in the bird. Yes. And I can't remember what it was. You probably it, put... Um, I, th- I feel like it was like apples and onion, cinnamon. And- apple, Did- lemon, things like that. They're called aromatics. Aromatics. Uh, I couldn't remember the name of the... <laughs> aromatic. That was so <laughs> Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike. Turkey-tastic. Aromatic. Aromatic. <laughs> Systematic. <laughs> Vegematic. <laughs> Spongematic. I don't know. I okay. Uh, but it's aromatics, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you believe rem- that that imbued the turkey with a, a, oh, a, yeah. a better taste? So I did. I Could brought- you use a Glade air freshener? You could, but uh, probably make it un- inedible. But okay. I, I brined the turkey last year. Oh. I can't remember the recipe that I used for the brine, but I, I, I have a brine recipe that I am going to use. That with the aromatics, I'm telling. Like I'm standard te- aromatics, by the way, are uh, carrot, celery, and onion. That's All right, like, like in soups and stuff, you, you yes. get that a lot. Yeah. Right. Excellent, right? Yeah. But I feel like, but you can put. I put lemon in there, and apple. I thought there was like, like an that. apple and a cinnamon sure. or something like. Yeah. And, and onions makes. Sense. How long did you brine garlic? I brined it overnight, like twelve hours or something like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and did this, you check yeah. out. There's a, a new book on it called Brine Song, which <laughs> is a really good. <laughs> it's a sad movie. It's a sad. No, the the brining is apparently all the rage. So yeah. I'm going to go through the um, the Turkey. searches. Uh, stuffing. The stuffing and and what our states have, have uh, searched the most. But is there something else you wanted to mention? Casey? No, no, no. I want to hear your thing. All right. So uh, meat-filled stuffings were the most popular out of the five categories, yeah. by the way. Sausage. Uh, and I've never done that. I've never made a... Mine, uh-huh. mine have had no uh, flavors in that regard. Hey, I am not a sausage fan per se. However, I do enjoy a uh, bit of uh, sausage and a stuffing. You know what? Maybe that's what I usually phone it in for the stuffing. Maybe this year I'll try a homemade, yeah. full-on, okay. from scratch uh, stuffing or dressing. Are you going to use your own bread or are you yeah. going to use the bread cubes? No, I think well, are you going to kill get... your own bread. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I go to Strangle Farms. Well, I got my stuffing recipe from Steve Wilson from Wilson's yeah. Secret oh, Sauce. I trust him, and it's great. And that's okay. what I used last year. But I did end up going with the Pepperidge Farm bread cubes. Okay, Pepperidge but he Farm uses, bread cubes. <laughs> but he cuts his own bread. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, 17 states have searched for Thanksgiving stuffings that have meat in them. Turkey and sausage were top picks. Uh, but one state, Nevada, stood out as the only state to seemingly favor bacon-wrapped stuffing. Hmm. That sounds good. Introducing Bacon Bowl. That sounds good to me. My mom puts bacon on top of the turkey. Yes. Yes. Which is really you good. You can do that. Yep. Yeah. I've done that before. Absolutely. I've cooked it upside down. I've done yeah. all kinds of different things. Give me a skinny pig. <laughs> no. It's not bad. Uh, yeah. Do you have a, like a favorite? Is it one that you default to every time in, in the way that you prepare no. it? I'm, in, in all of those, even with bacon wrapped and upside down and brined, I've never had one to where I'm like, that is mm. the best turkey I've ever had. And, and it's clearly because I did this thing. I think tur- making turkey is pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, roasting turkey is. The turkey we had last year was the best Thanksgiving turkey I ever had. And I was surprised because I am not confident in myself. And you're right, Press. It, it's fairly simple. You just chuck it in the oven. Yeah. You know, you, you do a couple of things to it beforehand. But, uh, the jammer. Does yeah. it Does it place this weight on you now to replicate the success of last year? I feel like there's more weight on me this year than there was last year because last year's was so good. Yeah. Um... But and I don't remember what I did last year. I don't like. Well, I, now you know you used aromatics. I did use aromatics, I uh, and uh, the brining. So those are obviously yeah. the two critical uh, elements. So fifteen states are team cornbread stuffing for Thanksgiving twenty twenty two, including Alabama, Georgia, Maine, Ohio, and West Virginia. Google's third most searched 
searched for stuffing type is categorized as other, and eight states plus Washington, D.C. have shown interest in distinct stuffing recipes. Is there one in particular for Pennsylvania? Yeah, I will get to that in just a second here. So Kansas, Missouri, and South Carolina have searched for oyster stuffing, while Hawaii has searched for jalapeno cheese stuffing. I thought it would be spam. And uh, Kentucky has searched for soul food stuffing. Cornmeal stuffing is top search in Minnesota, while red jello stuffing. What the hell? Is a top search in Oklahoma. Is that like a dessert stuffing? I don't know. And stuffing with Greek yogurt is a top search in Utah. Greek Mm, yogurt stuffing? Yeah. Uh, So uh, country bread stuffing has been a top search in Washington, D.C. So I have our area here. Uh, Pennsylvania. Yes, that's where we are. (laughs) So I have Pennsylvania, (laughs) Delaware, and New Jersey. Pennsylvania, will it surprise you that the most searched stuffing? Wait, drum roll. Okay, yeah, yeah, hang on. Nick, the most searched stuffing in Pennsylvania was yes. stuffing with raisins. Whoa! Whoa! You like raisins. <laughs> Clearly the Betsy McElwain effect. Raisins. Yeah. And stuffing. Oh. I don't know about right. that. I like it's raisins and meatballs. Raisins and <laughs> you like raisins. <laughs> Raisins? Got uh, raisins in it. You like raisins. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nick's mom. That's my mom. Yeah. That's Betsy. Uh, Delaware, uh, the top search was ground sausage stuffing. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Okay. And then New Jersey, it says Italian dressing. Just Italian? Meaning, meaning uh, you know, using the term dressing instead of uh, stuffing. But I don't know what uh, all entails. I assume some uh, Italian herbs like, you know, oregano and... and uh, yeah. Uh, gabagool. And gabagool. gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little... Yeah. It's a little gabagool Gab- in there. <laughs> it's gabagool. You, you gabagool. like gabagool. Yeah. It's got gabagool in it. Is it? Uh, you like gabagool. Raisins in it. You like raisins. Gabagool. <laughs> Uh, you didn't say Italian dressing, did you? He yeah. did. Uh-huh. So is it Italian dressing in the stuffing? I, I don't think it's salad dressing. I, you think I it's think... like like a clothes like an Italian person would wear? Yeah. No. Like no. I, 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 think, I think they're using the term dressing instead of stuffing. Oh, I see. It's what I think. You like this shirt? But maybe... It, maybe... <laughs> Yeah, look at that. The lines are perfect. Huh? It's a shiny. But maybe, it, maybe yeah. it does use shine. Shut up, I'm a shoes are real good. Dressing. Stick them right in your bird's eyes. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> How do you like it, the Gabagool? <laughs> you like it, Gabagool? You like it, the Gabagool? Uh, Gina Chatty. I'll, I'll go through. <laughs> yeah, maybe, Kathy, you guys could have Gina Chatty instead of uh, turkey. I would love that. Right? Although that's really, that's a difficult one. You have to know what you're doing to yeah, you yeah. Do. make a good one. Yeah, yeah. Do you participate in any? Of the cooking on Thanksgiving at all? Like I said, I will never go anywhere empty-handed. I will make something, but mm-hmm. uh, the t- I haven't done the turkey in years. But they you usually guys... like you to play your banjo, right? So that's I provide the <laughs> musical entertainment. Do you ever host? Uh, I haven't hosted in years. Okay. The last time I hosted was the last time, time I hosted. <laughs> no, I did early on in my career. Uh, <laughs> I did host. Uh, Preston, you helped, me, you helped me one year with the turkey, and then the most successful turkey I think I had was when, uh, well, the, the restaurant school helped me one year. That oh. was really good. And then, yes, I do need help for this. Uh, and then the chef, which is where this all came from, the chef from... 
guppies. Guppies, <laughs> yes. Well, he catered one right. year. which is a smart move. Which was uh, awesome. He brought everything, and all I had to do was heat it up, and then I pawned it off as my own. It was excellent. Are you serious? For real? Oh, yeah. I did that one year. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. 100%. Listen, but wait, hold on. He I, did help me one year. Actually, I, I brined it overnight. I did the whole thing, and that was actually, it, it, when, if I followed exactly what he said or when I did, it came out great. Okay. I would harp on you for that, but you were actually doing your guests a favor. Yes, I don't yeah. like, and and you know what? It was a There's large, no reason to have a uh, yeah. a hospital set up. It, well, it was a very large Thanksgiving. I could sure we could have done it, but it was like I was like, no, with all of these people coming, nope. Hired the chef from Guppies, and he was okay. great. He came over. He, he prepped like a few days before. Brought it all over Thanksgiving morning. There are a lot of places that, that offer fully, you know, <laughs> fully made meals, and that's what you do. Yeah. Especially if you think you're going to murder your guests by uh, poisoning them. <laughs> it was great. Uh, speaking of that, I actually I can segue into this other uh, oh. story here. Murder? Um, no, murder. Well, oh. uh, it's turkey. Uh, she wrote possibly <laughs> people getting sick. <laughs> That's your segue. <laughs> oh, thank you. We now yeah. use the Batman segue. We'll move on. Uh, so, a meanwhile, a Philadelphia research wants uh, researcher wants home chefs to be aware of a hidden danger for foodborne illness during uh, and uh, Thanksgiving, and it might be lurking in unexpected corners of the kitchens. Oh, the main thing they want you to watch out for is the spice rack. Yeah. <laughs> Spice containers, are, and I understand why this is, and I I, may, I go to great lengths to make sure that I don't cross-contaminate this way, uh, but uh, spice containers are more than twice as likely as any other kitchen service, including cutting boards, faucets, and trash cans, to be cross-contaminated with bacteria from raw meat. When I saw the title of this article, I started to think about why, we, but of course that makes sense. Because that's the stuff you're touching while you're in preparation mode. Exactly. You're always grabbing it. Yep. And and so let's say you have a, a, a turkey or a chicken or something in front of you. You will move it around with one hand and right. then you're shaking with the other hand. And maybe not realize that you've just contaminated the one hand, and you might grab another. Uh, you might grab another spice yeah. or something like that and cross contaminate. So I'm I'm very diligent when I'm working with raw meat. To I wash my hands constantly. I I clean as I go when I prepare anything. That's what you need to do. Yeah, and I'm I'm probably get a little OCD ish about it, but like I can't like even if like sauce is spilling out onto the cooktop or whatever. Like I just I I can't leave it there. Um, my mom is the opposite. She'll just like make the mess, cook everything, and then she'll clean afterwards. But but I can't. You've got to clean your hands off. I will. Ju- I will wipe my hands under my testicles. Right. Okay. Oh, that's make sure right, that's a good spot. Thing is nice yeah. and clean. Down clean. There. You do shower a lot. Uh, uh, he is no. very cleanly. <laughs> and Nick, they you call man. it. They call it keeping your station clean. Yes. It's as if yeah. you're working in a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And and you need to, or things get out of control real quick. Or I, but I've known like a few people who are are legitimate chefs who um kind of. Push the cleaning onto other people, which I understand, but we'll cook and then just leave it. And like, so it's oh, up to Mike drop. <laughs> it's up to them, yeah. <laughs> you know, the owner of the house or whoever right. it is to to clean up as they go. And if they don't, he, the one person that I'm thinking of is just kind of like, well, that's up to you. Like, no uh, I cooked for you, you you clean it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you should clean as you go along. Now, when it when I like that when it's all done and everybody's eaten and their their dishes and everything, I'm like, do you get to yes. do that? You know, and you get to put the stuff away too. Uh, as and far pop as the zit. leftovers, and please pop my zit. Uh, so, cleaning and sanitizing food prep spaces, as well as uh, diligent hand washing, are critical. Nearly two million people a year are sickened by foodborne illness. 
uh, like salmonella, listeria, and E. coli. Uh, food poisoning is often just an inconvenience causing gastrointestinal uh, distress. Leads to an uncomfortable night in the bathroom, a few days off work. But for children younger than five, it can be, you know, dangerous. And the elderly as well. <laughs> so bacteria from contaminated foods can spread almost instantaneously Ooh. and flows most easily to and from wet surfaces such as raw meat. There you go. Uh, study how as much as you enjoy licking it, don't. Spreads in the kitchen. Uh, Rutgers and North Carolina researchers watched about 370 study participants prepare a recipe for turkey burgers. And they said there was not a lot of hand washing going on. People take between 80 and 200 actions when preparing a meal. Mm. Moving from the counter to the fridge, touching their clothes, knives, other ingredients like spice containers. And researchers uh, found that each move in the kitchen is an opportunity for bacteria to spread. Uh, researchers were particularly surprised by the high level of cross-contamination on spice containers. Uh, in this study, in the provided recipe, uh, participants were directed to add the meat, then the spice. If directions had called for combining all needed spices in a bowl before even opening uh, the raw ground turkey, it would have eliminated the possibility of contaminating uh, the spice containers. So uh, washing hands between steps of a recipe can reduce the risk of contamination, but only if you do it properly. They found that 65% don't even bother washing up before beginning to cook. Mm. So, so you're you saying 2,000 people? Uh, what's that? What was, the, what was the amount of people that become uh, sick because of this kind of illness? Oh, I don't know if I said nationwide. that. Nationwide? Uh, it's on your side? Uh, yes, nationwide. <laughs> I, I don't know uh, how many people. All right. A lot. Yes. It happens. So nearly 2 million people. A year a are, are sickened by food and born illnesses. Yeah. Yeah. How uh, many have you year. contributed to that list, Kevin? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, so make sure that you... Um, it's that, age advice. That yeah. you, you wash your hands constantly while you're doing that. Ooh. And then one other thing. Oh, oh what happened to Batman? Sorry. <laughs> uh, so Time lot, for more turkey news, Ultram. A lot of people travel at Thanksgiving, uh, but you won't be able to take an entire feast onto a plane with you in your carry-on. So, Damn it! According to the TSA, <laughs> that's my turkey bag. When it comes to food commonly eaten for Thanksgiving, they said whether it's uh, first run first run foods or leftovers, the same rules apply. If you're planning to travel with foods, contribute to Thanksgiving uh, to a meal or travel with leftovers. Be sure that you follow simple. This simple rule to ensure your food can travel with you. If you can spill it, spray it, pump it, or pour it. Oh, yeah. And it's in a quantity greater than 3.4 ounces, pack it in a checked bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Examples for items that should be checked include jams, jellies, cranberry sauce, and gravy. What's that? I'm you... sorry, ma'am. What's in your purse? <laughs> it's gravy. It's gravy. It's like gravy purse. <laughs> Is it over? It's a ounces? gravy clutch. Uh, some foods that can be carried through TSA checkpoints. Those are my mashed potato purses. Equal uh, uh, homemade or store-bought baked goods, frozen, cooked, or uncooked meats. Excuse me, ma'am. Is that your hat or is that a pie? Um, casseroles. Mac and cheese. Wait, cooked. you can bring a casserole onto it? Okay. You can. Mac and cheese cooked in a pan. Fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, candy, and spices. Oh, the whole idea of, of transporting, because you'd have to lock that down. Yeah. Obviously, you can't have your pudding loose in, the, in your luggage. I mean, what? <laughs> Honestly, just get where you're going, and if you can, pick right? up something. Yeah. Why would you bring a casserole <laughs> with you on a plane? Well, if, if let's say. The famous 
No, well, or, or, yeah, yeah. Let's say that yeah. it's it's to, it, it's a family recipe, right. and you're taking it, and you're you're literally showing up. I guess right before the feast, mm-hmm. or you're not going to have time to make it the day before. You might travel <laughs> with a casserole. casserole. With a casserole, I packed it. I'm In bringing. We, we have a we have a carry bag for a casserole dish. Really? Yeah, it keeps it warm. Can, the whole thing. Would you be able to check that? I assume you would. I think right? you would. Yeah. Okay. As long as it's not too liquidy, I guess. I don't even I like just, it when somebody goes to like McDonald's in the airport and brings that bag onto the airplane. Yeah, yeah. Really? I know. Oh, I don't mind that at all. Things up the joint. Much less their oyster stuffing <laughs> that they're bringing on board. I, would anyone on the flight like some of my oyster stuffing? <laughs> <laughs> I brought it loose. It was in my pocketbook. I had to empty my gravy. Uh, if an item you're carrying on requires refrigeration or freezing to prevent foodborne illness, ice packs are allowed. Oh, these condoms are filled with cranberry sauce. But they must be frozen solid and not melted by the time you reach the TSA checkpoint. Oh, that could I could imagine anything coming undone or breaking or even a little bit of a puncture mm-hmm. while in your luggage as pressure is changing yeah. also. Uh, and in case you're wondering, alcoholic beverages containing an alcohol content of more than 70% or more than 140 proof, are forbidden in carry-on and checked baggage as well. That'd be a, I, I hate just transporting food in the car. Imagine getting it in oh. your luggage. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah. All Wait, right, so I got to unpack the bacon. Little tips as we're heading in to Thanksgiving this week, which is a magical, wonderful holiday. I'm excited for it. All right, let's, uh, speaking of bacon, we got to take a break. Yes. Because the Bacon Brothers are going to be joining us when we return. They have a new song called Philly Thing. So Kevin and Michael Bacon, we'll talk to them in just a moment. Stay with us because we will be right back. Wait, what's they? Where was that place Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh... Don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks and then we've got bigger problems. Uh, I think our guests are ready to go. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of the song before we bring them on because uh, you get some good stuff right at the open of, uh, of this new song and spells out. Uh, what you can expect if you listen to the entire thing. It's from the Bacon Brothers, and it's called Philly Thing. But listen to, just I'll play like, you know, 45 seconds of this. Here we go. music going on in this song. Please welcome our friends uh, Kevin and Michael Bacon to the show this yeah! morning. The Bacon Brothers. Yeah! Gents, good to have you back on. Early uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, you Thank too. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, I mentioned at the top there, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of musicians uh, on this song. <laughs> Is this... Uh, yes, there are. Yeah. How many people, all the, the horns and all that funky sound, there's a lot. Any idea how many musicians on Philly thing? Oh, gosh. I mean, I'd say probably 20, 30, wow. I don't know. A lot. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot. Um, you know, what happened was 
we recorded the basic tracks and then it, we sort of put it out there uh with the producer joe nicolo to, to you know bring on any philly based you know musicians that wanted to add something to the track and then we were also working with this organization called rock to the future uh it's really the song is to is to benefit them it's a it's a it's an organization in Philly that provides instruments um, and uh, music lessons and recording opportunities to kids in, in the Philadelphia area to play actual live instruments and and uh, in more of a rock and funk and soul and, you know, kind of folky kind of way as opposed to classical. Um, and uh, so we put the kids on there, too. So there's a uh, there's a lot of people playing. That's right. In fact, there's a um, there's a kid that's that's featured prominently uh, when you get to you know like the uh, the bridge of the song, there's a rap, there's a breakdown, and all that stuff. And uh, did you guys? Because obviously lyrically, it's it's filled with you know Philly centric stuff. It's really cool. And we'll break down some of that in just a moment or two. But um, did you have this kid write this part of the song, or uh, how did that come about? Uh, yeah, he came in with it. He came in with it. Uh, we just threw it out there to Rock to the Future and said, you know, do you have any rappers and and uh, if so, uh, you know, have him have him come in with something. So That's he awesome. had, yeah, he 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 was he was ready to go <laughs> for sure. Uh, Michael, I have to uh, imagine that when you're doing anything, obviously, or your hometown, you're trying to get us a, a feel of of the area and convey it through music. That something that something like that can be simultaneously fun and kind of an annoying in a daunting way because it's like, well, where do I start? You know, how do I get that visceral feeling conveyed to music? Well, you know, um, I'll disagree with you. I mean, growing up in Philly, I feel like um, how do we fit it all into a song? There's so many things that Kevin and I feel passionate about. And one of the things is a film composer, my childhood in Philly lives with me every day. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have that, I couldn't do what I do. Um, as a songwriter... Songwriters are always trying to capture something and give it to the world. Why we do that, I really don't know, but that's what we do. And uh, when Kevin played me this song, I thought, you know, this is really cool. What can we do with this to push it out and do something good for our beloved city of Philadelphia? And one of the things, going back to my childhood, when I was in, we all went through the the Philadelphia public school system, you know, from the 50s and 60s, and... Uh, it was it was a challenge, but one thing that uh, we always had when t once you got to fourth grade, you want to play the oboe, want to play the violin, want to play the cello, want to play the piano, want to play the drums. Every kid was offered an instrument for free, and a teacher, and an ability to play in an ensemble. And as I moved up through the public school system, I was first cellist in the All Philadelphia Elementary School Orchestra. I was fifth cellist in the all Philadelphia junior high school orchestra. And I was the last cellist in the senior high school orchestra. But at the same time, I wasn't really that great of an in instrumentalist, but it just filled me with so much stuff. And then when I look at the Philadelphia folk festival, which I would go every year, when I look at, at Terry Blav at the music, the, the kids in my high school, all they listened to was R and B, no mm -hmm. Beatles, no folk music, um, jazz, uh, it just was such a rich garden of delights that really is my, that's my, uh, my food. Yeah. 
Well, you managed to, to squeeze the uh, the geeter into the uh, the lyrics of the <laughs> yeah, song, right? which is which is cool. We love Jerry. Jerry's a a friend of ours, and he's the biggest. Uh, 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 radio cheerleader in the world, which is wonderful, and we love Absolutely. that about him. Uh, but did you did you start off when when lyrically did you write okay, uh, Geeter, John, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Mummers? Did you, did you make a running list of references that somehow or another we find a way to make it in, or did this come along uh, in more of a uh, a flowing water type of path? I would say. Uh, it was flowing. Whether or not it was water, I'm not sure. <laughs> Something was flowing. Um, Whiskey. You know, I I, I definitely just uh, it just kind of spun spun out. Um, I, I, you know, I, I wish Michael and I, you know, often are asked, you know, what what what's the inspiration? I mean, obviously Philadelphia is the inspiration, but ju- I mean, just like I think I was just thinking about how uh, sometimes. Something had happened where um, I was making a reference to something, to somebody that wasn't from Philadelphia. And they were like, that's weird. And I went, well, that's a Philly thing. (laughs) And you know what I mean? So I I just started thinking, well, what does that mean in my my history? And just kind of just started spewing out all these things and looking for... You know, rhymes and music and food and history and people. It's cool to have that sense of pride about it. And and then as a way to sort of invite people into understanding what a Philly thing is. Now, do do you obviously you both musicians, all all your siblings uh, are musicians at one level or another or, or no? Well, her sister Hilda taught me how to play the ukulele. That was my first fretted instruments. Um, Our parents, uh, no, they loved music. But um, when our father would sing us a lullaby, we'd pretend to fall asleep so he would uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but my um, sister Hilda was definitely a big influence. I was in a jug band with her when I was very the first band I was ever in. But my other, our other three sisters, no, not music. I would say Kevin and I and Hilda are the three that sort of really got into music. And Kevin, your son uh, Travis is a musician as well. Yes. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, Travis is a musician. Um, he's also a you know, producer and engineer. Uh, he's he's doing uh, scores now, following in his uncle's footsteps. And wow. and uh, yeah, he was always a musician right from the jump. And uh, I saw your uh, your daughter Sosie uh, in uh, a smile over the weekend, uh, which is a huge hit for her. Uh, does she have any musical um, uh, predisposition? Yeah, she does. Uh, she loves to play. She loves to sing. She'll play and sing with me and with Kira, which is something Travis won't do. <laughs> he 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 will. He'll produce. He's produced um, some tracks for the Bagan Brothers, and we're working on one with him now. But but when it comes to just kind of like taking out a guitar and and uh, you know singing along to to a song, no, he he tends not to do that. But Sosie loves loves to do that. In fact, she's always. <sighs> Uh, looking for new stuff for us to cover. And, you know, sometimes we put stuff up on social media. You know, I've been doing this goofy thing where <laughs> I play songs to our goats. Yes. And, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Sosie and I, we, we didn't have the goats because we were in L.A., but we recently just uh, covered a uh, a Taylor Swift song. So, yeah, we, we um, 
we, we definitely make music together. I desperately wish my fam- that we could have a family jam in my house. They're <laughs> such underachievers, my family. It just drives you me don't even crazy. have goats. I, I don't even have goats, but it would be so nice. If, if you just happen to be hanging out with each other and you can just make music together, it's a it's a special bond, you know? Yeah, we've always been able to do that. And Thanksgiving's coming up, and uh, probably after a couple of glasses of wine, we'll pull out some cards and uh, see what happens. But it's, it's, it's um, business as usual for our family. Um, you guys had mentioned, uh, Kevin in particular, you mentioned the um, um, Rock to the Future and also um, your sixdegrees.org. Uh, uh, group is is um, uh, or, or is it benefiting from this song? And if so, how can people help contribute to that? Yeah, well, um, there's uh, links uh, on any kind of uh, you know when we put the song up, uh, whether it's across social media or YouTube or whatever, you can you can uh, you can find a link to Rock to the Future and to Six Degrees dot org. Um, and it, you know, it's also about uh, doing, giving some exposure to this really cool organization. Um, I think the work that they're doing, the, the, the kids that they're, um, you know, affecting, I mean, you can see, we have a great little, uh, behind the scenes video that's available and there's interviews with the kids where they talk about how important this program is to them. Um, and, uh, and, and this kind of sense of a musical community and, and of, you know, I think there was a lot of pride that I saw from them being part of this record, and uh, I think it's a, I think it's a great group. I'm curious if, if you happen to know about uh, Rock of Futures. I really don't know about the organization. If they'll um, uh, if they'll take donated instruments, because one of the things I hate to see is uh, people who have instruments that are nobody in the household is playing them. They're collecting dust that could be put in the hands of somebody who could really uh, uh, create something special and beautiful, or maybe open up a whole new world to them. You know. I guess you know I'm sorry to say that I don't actually know the answer okay. to that question, but I am going to find out because I think that's a great, great point. Um, and uh, I don't know, okay. but, but hopefully they will. And if they, if they, if they haven't, what we heard it here first, it's time for them to start. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's it. You'll get a percentage of all those instruments, present. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Hey, be nice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, uh, Kevin, by the way, uh, very cool stuff with this um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy thing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that they ran. I thought that that was uh, a lot of fun and had to have been a blast for you to be dragged into that as opposed <laughs> to just in a, uh, a dialogue sense. They brought you in physically for this little special they put together. Yeah, definitely. It's a lot more fun to be there physically than just being mentioned. Yeah, uh, I had so much fun. It, it would, I mean, there was nothing but unbridled fun on that shoot. You know. Yeah. Well, Those let me ask. Were, yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I want to ask you because uh, listen, you're a great actor and you've played so many roles in your life. How hard is it to play yourself? Ah, you know what? I, when I it's this is weird to say, but when I play myself, which I have a few times. I actually look at that as a character. Like, I don't even look at it as, like, playing myself. It's like this guy who is somebody's idea of who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not really, you know, I mean, of course, it's not really. I mean, just in fact, I mean, you know, when you see the special, they put me in this house, and it's, like, gigantic, <laughs> and it's covered with these inflatable Christmas decorations. <laughs> it's nothing. 
like like the way that uh, I live. I mean, frankly, I don't really like Christmas decorations. <laughs> I was looking for the goats. I honestly, yeah. I thought, I'm like, if they have like one goat as a little reference to your, no, but they weren't going. Christmas goat, yeah. That's true, there were no goats there, yeah. yeah. I have to ask, because I, I didn't realize this, I was looking at doing some of the research. So is this officially a, a quarter century of the Bacon Brothers as an entity? Oh yeah, they tell us. I think it's over. It's even more than twenty five years. Wow. And and was was that because obviously Michael, you were you were working as a musician. Kevin, you had your your you you had you had worked with Michael in in various bands and done you know obviously the music together. But but was the notion of you guys together as a performing duo was that someone else introducing that to you? I, I I'm, I'm think I'm remembering the lore correctly that someone said, "Why don't you guys do this?" Is that essentially what happened? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, Harry Spivak. We'll we'll blame him for it. Um, <laughs> he was working at Till. He's a really old friend of, of Kevin's and mine from the from the neighborhood, um, and he was working at TLA. And he had heard some demos. We've been writing songs since we were, you know, when Kevin was a, a really little kid. And he said, "Why don't you come down to TLA and put a band called the Bacon Brothers and play a set?" And that was it. Michael, I think I remember seeing you for the first time ever in 1984 at Charlestown Day Camp. I know both you guys went there growing up. And, uh, Kevin, I think that was the same year that Footloose came out. And then Michael came and performed live at this day camp where, where I was a kid. Was a, uh, it was a kid camper. And it was really cool to have a connection to the Bacon Brothers even back then. you know. And I was only nine years old at the time. Do you remember it? Doing those performances? There was a kid with a very large head. <laughs> yeah, enormous yeah, head. Was he was sitting front. in the front row, yeah. and he was uh, re- really excited. He was blocking well, still, the PA. I still do the, the well, it's now Charlestown Play School. I, I wrote this song called The Play School Song that I've been singing there for, oh, God, 30 years. And they'll have me come out in March when it's about 43 degrees <laughs> and sing for the kids outside. But I love doing it. And Nick, do you uh, did you know that uh, uh, did you know anything about Michael at that time? I mean, you were a kid. I knew that he was a musician and that he was really good, <laughs> and then he performed, uh, you know, for all the campers there. So it was a, it was a really cool experience, and wow. it was just like a, an our, an introduction into like Hollywood royalty even back then. You know, when we were little kids. Nice. Well, thanks, Nick, for mentioning that. I'd sort of forgotten, but now I have very fond memories. <laughs> I'm glad you would, and I remember you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, he remembers you clearly. Yeah, yeah. I was a special kid. Um, well, listen, the the song is a lot of fun, rich with really cool references to this area, which uh, you guys are no stranger to, to to putting that into your music. And we once again continue to appreciate and thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, but also raising some money for uh, a really cool organization. I like the sound of this uh, rock to the future, uh, and also sixdegrees.org does uh, great work too, which is wonderful. So, guys. Thanks. It's good to check in with you. And when you're coming back into town, make sure you let us know. We want to get the word out about Bacon Brothers being in Philly again, okay? Thank you, guys. You guys. Thank you. We, have, we always appreciate your help. Our pleasure. Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. Yeah! Bacon Brothers on the Preston Steve Show. And I like, the, I like this little bouncy rhythm they've got to yeah. this as well, which is really cool. We didn't ask them about Bacon Bowls. Oh, damn, damn it. it. Damn it. Damn it. All the bacon bowl references we've had all morning long. We had a, a winner of a business concept yeah. that would be their own bowling alley bacon You're bowls. Right. I forgot about the bowling alley idea. It's a multi-million dollar concept. We just like go <laughs> multi-million? Multi-hundred dollar concept. Multi-hundred dollar concept. How much can I make on this? A couple hundred bucks. <laughs> At least. 
All right. Uh, you just can't be associated with it. What's the story? We have a last second guest that's been added. Uh, yes. it, are we holding? Uh, are we still a few minutes away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Probably about 10 minutes away All right. or so. All right. We're, we're going to have uh, Natasha uh, Legero. Oh. Uh, she is performing at City Winery tonight. And uh, so we're going to talk to her in a little bit, which is pretty cool. What is that? She must have heard about the success of our Bacon Brothers interview. And immediately contacted <laughs> I want us some of that. And said that uh, she's got to get on board. So maybe, we're going to talk Maybe to you could ask her, Steve, about the, the bacon bowling ball. alley idea. Let me ask yeah. you. <laughs> Dear Natasha. This is going to seem out of left field, but if you had a winner of a bowling alley concept, and uh, see if she bites. You know, while we're asking for some starter money. I haven't been bowling in a long time. I was thinking oh, about man. going bowling recently. <laughs> I went uh, about a month ago uh, for my wife's birthday. I was terrible. Oh, uh, yeah. Marissa Magnata, speaking of bowling, has a bowling announcement to make. Is that right? Yeah. I'm going to give you the mic. Bowling announcement. This is a bowling announcement. <laughs> Wake up the kids. Marissa Magnata. Guys, I bowled four strikes in a row. Oh, my God. That's not how you make That's an announcement. That's a perfect game. Yeah, you wait, no. Wait, wait, wait. You guys do it all over again. Marissa bowled her highest game ever. Best game of my life. There you go. I scored 145. That's awesome. That was big. That's a solid score. Is that good? Yes. Yeah. Like decent? You gonna try it with the bumper down? <laughs> Uh, it was against Jose Garces. I was at like a bowling event, like a chef's bowling event. We wow. did it for our podcast. Did he sweat at all? <laughs> No, but he won. Okay. His he, team won. He beat you? Yeah. We we were in like the... Oh, I thought you guys were doing like a, a mano a mano, like a one against, you know, oh, directly. Yeah. But no, it was a team thing. It okay. was a team thing. We had a Jen Zavala, Foxy Lady Chef on our team. Okay. Delicious City Podcast. Look at this team. culinary crew you hang out yeah, with. All right. the city's top chefs. You go bowling and duck hunting. It's amazing. Steve, I do kind of like geek out now because we've had a lot of these chefs on the podcast. And they come over and they're like, hey, Marissa. I'm like, oh, my God, you know my name. <laughs> So you bowled a 140? 145. 145. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I needed a win today. And that was at uh, which bowling alley? Um, Brooklyn Bowl. Bacon Bowl. Bacon Brooklyn Bowl. Bacon Brooklyn Ah. Bowl. We're changing it. Done. Bacon Bowls. (laughs) I have an event there in in a week and a half, I think. Um, Maybe next Friday or two Fridays. Anyway. What is it? uh, It's uh, another one of the Christmas Miracle. You can, you know, win a pass to go to Christmas Miracle, and I'll be at Brooklyn Bowl. I haven't been there yet, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Everybody raves about the place. It's a music venue, too, right? Yeah, and you yeah. can bowl, the, and I think the night that we're going to go press, and they're going to have, like, a, a live band for a live karaoke or whatever. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, Marissa is... You can sing uh, We Got Tonight? Uh, I'm sorry? You can sing uh, We've no, Got Tonight? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be singing because I want people to come. Uh, that would be cool, though. Yeah, at, uh, next Thursday the 1st, so that's uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., Brooklyn Bowl, but uh, you can win past the Christmas Miracle, and I'll do this rendition. Well, the song stylings of Nick McElroy <laughs> oh, sings the Bob Seger song. We need to have... I, I need to hear Nick sing sometime. You know... I would love to hear you we actually all got tonight. make an attempt at singing. I was thinking about songs that I might actually be able to sing. Okay. What this, would fall in your register? Well, uh, yes. Uh, Mark Knopfler. Uh, oh, yes. You know, I'm like a big, big kind of talk singing. Yeah, yeah, talk singing. Exactly. Yeah. How and about I, Baby Shark? Uh, I, no, no, there's too much melody in that one. Uh, but um, what was... Uh, what about Dylan? Dylan? Dylan is a talk singer a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. There was a song that I was singing the other day. Oh, by, I got one for you. By Dire Straits. So far away. I think I could do Great So Far song. Away. Yeah. I bet so you could do this one. Oh. oh. This is talk singing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's Pepper, yeah. Yeah. Good guy. I don't remember this intro. I'm not into it. There we go. Yeah. 
I don't know how this goes, though. Johnny does a fair and got your age. She was sharing, 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 Bacon Bowl in Texas. <laughs> Very cool bowling alley. I Okay. This guy, uh, Theo Beidler, tweeted at me last week. He said, uh, this has strong Nick McElwee and Bob Seger energy, which was pretty funny because it was um, Radiohead playing Creep at the 1993 MTV Beach House. Okay. So, like, it's this party atmosphere, and Radiohead comes out and does Creep. Oh, and, no. and I was like, yeah, that, that, that fits. Yeah, they, I just can't imagine, like, a beach party, an MTV party, and the Radiohead coming radio out. Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the audio God. was pretty pretty hilarious. All right. Anyway, how, how, did, how did we get here? City Winery. Uh, City Winery. City Winery. Yes. And the bowl. And Brooklyn Bowl. And Bacon Bowls. Right. Bacon Bowls. Bacon Bowls. Natasha will be on in, in a moment to talk about her. Nary a moment. Tonight. But um, I did see this other story. Uh, I, I meant to get it this last week, and I didn't have a chance to, but this is a good spot to put it. But the official Scrabble Players Dictionary has uh, about 500 new words and variations. So I don't, I don't play, as you know, a lot of board games, and, and I don't play Scrabble as a result of that. But it, does the Scrabble Dictionary come out Dude, often during your average Scrabble match? It's huge. We have one at home, and obviously it's years outdated, but it is, there are no definitions. Right. It's just words. Okay, it's just and and it's variations on words. So there's a gazillion words in this in this thing, and I don't really use it. Uh, and and we don't play Scrabble that often anymore, but we will on rare occasion break it out. And which is too bad because I love that game. I love playing Scrabble. Um, but it is like like it's almost anything is a word in that Scrabble dictionary. I think it's yeah. a little too liberal personally. So uh, what so? okay. what's yeah. your what's your biggest issue with the with the, the Scrabble with the know, laissez-faire it's, it's attitude they many. have? Like, like too many words. Uh, yeah, it's, it's too many words in there. Yeah, but you know what? You're not allowed to have like proper names in there. Correct. That's a good point. All right, so let me let me give you some of the new additions. Uh, what the, about? I'm sorry, just to jump in here quickly. What about a proper name brand like Kleenex? No, 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 that would that. not fly. No, All right, tissue. Uh, so here are a couple of uh, uh, words. Stan is one. I don't know what that. I mean, that's somebody's Stan? name. Stan. Yeah, but that's like a um, like an, uh, Uber fan. Like I love this person so so much. I stand for Preston Elliott. I stand for Kevin Bacon. This is the first time I've ever heard. Yeah, that but word. it comes from I believe the Eminem song yeah. Stan. Oh, so, no like, kidding. Yeah, remember, Stan was like essentially yeah, crazy. Psycho fan. Like yeah. a social yeah. media thing. Yeah. All right, uh, Sitch. Yeah, situation. Like situation. But how do they spell that? S I T C H. I think. So, so that, like, that's, that's not I correct. Think that's a partial word. Yeah. yeah. But, the, the, and they're in. Situation would be S I T U A T I O N. Yeah. Not S I T C H. But maybe it's now. It's bogus. Self contained. You know, what's the Sitch? You know, yeah. it's it's more than just a an abbreviation. So, like, Convo. Yes. Come on now. It's short for conversation. Uh, yeah. uh, that, to me, is you know? that's wrong. And I understand, but it's an abbreviated word. So they are know? taking these yep. uh, hybrid words. Uh, Zedonk. Yeah. Z-E-D-O-N-K. Zedonk. Yeah. I'm not know. familiar with Anybody? Zedonk. Uh, docs, I know what that is. Fauxhawk is now officially a word for Scrabble. Guac. Short for guacamole. 
Yeah, you no guacamole, you loser. <laughs> you quitter. I'm always quitting halfway I'm through. I wondering some of these these um, truncated versions of words that are nary one or two letters off the original word. Yeah. You're just being overly pedantic. Well, here's, I didn't know this. As a donk is as an animal. It's a zebra donkey. Zebra donkey. No kidding. Ah, yeah. Kill it. So I don't know if it's kill it. It's, it's, a a, it's an aberration. Take it to Strangle yeah. Farm and kill that aberration. I always called them donk bros. Donk bros? Yeah, donk bros. There are several zebroids out there. Uh, you can cross what, a zebra what, with a horse. What kind of mad scientists are out there looking for different ways to apply zebra? Well, a mule is a donkey and a horse, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Casey sometimes... And what's a called, goat? They're called uh, donkras. It's a goat. Uh, horse, okay. Is a, a donkra? Yeah, a horse sire and a zebra uh, dam. No. And that's... It's, uh, it's too, you're, you're screwing with the normal nature of things. Well, they usually end up being sterile. Okay. There what you go. A, so there's uh, just one generation. Okay. It's the most the most pathetic animal ever. By the way, faux hawk is the highest, uh, potentially highest scoring new word. Faux hawk? Yeah. yeah because of the X's? There. There's an X in there, and uh, and a uh, K is a pretty, uh, what's that, five, I think yeah. five points for a K. What about a quiz? Quiz is pretty big. What is? Quiz. Because it's got a Q and a Z, and those are. That's those not are, a new word. I know, but. I'm just uh, saying, oh, this is of the new words. Okay. Faux hawk is All one right. of the higher. Uh, and then, uh, and. Embiggen. Ah, to embiggen the noblest mind. Right. A Who's verb embiggens? meaning to increase in size is among unexpected new additions. Emerson Biggins. <laughs> Biggins from The Simpsons. That's right. It's on the statue. All right, and then I know our guest is on the line. Uh, real quick, new compound words you can also play now include uh, dead name, which is if you're a um, uh, trans, trans and you change your name, then your birth name has become your dead name. Uh, allyship. And baby moon, baby moon, or all. Oh. I wonder if baby wheels. That's <laughs> like a honeymoon if you're going to have a baby. Oh, baby moon. And so you're going to uh, on a baby moon with your partner. What's the fun in that? You can't even drink. Uh, well, scramble. You can. The other person can. The pregnant person. Yeah, can. just yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Bring, yeah. Just yeah. find your favorite alcoholic and bring him along with you. <laughs> all right. Anyway, those are new additions. Five hundred new words. That's all way too many That's words. A lot, dude. In uh, in Scrabble. All right. Our next guest is on the line. She is performing tonight. Tonight. At City Winery Hot Damn tonight. Please welcome Natasha Legero. Hey, hey. Hello, Natasha. Embiggen. <laughs> yeah. Embiggen. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Not. I'm not a fan either. It sounds like a smart person. It sounds like a dumb person trying to be smart. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like a faux word. Are, do you, are, you a, are you a board game player at all? You don't impress me as someone who has time no. for that. No, no puzzles, nor, no board games. Uh, no, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> what about Wordle? Life. Are you a Wordle person? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I have something called a toddler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really have time for Wordle. All right, wait a minute. A toddler, how old is your is your young one? My daughter is four. I just wrote a book about it. That's why I'm going to be at City Winery. It's called The World Deserves My Children. <laughs> and it's about parenting, you know, at the end of the world. And whether or not we should be having kids with everything that's going on. Um, spoiler alert: the answer is yes. Okay, uh, good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing stand up tonight at City Winery and doing a Q and A and meeting people after the show. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been really fun, and I'm glad that I get to go to Philly. No, it's very cool. Yeah, and how has becoming a mother um, uh, informed your stand up? Has it? 
Oh, yeah, like my kid now, she's four. I don't know if you guys had this experience, but she's like, I don't want you talking about me to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. that's gonna... You guys are on the radio every day. Like, you must be talking about your kids, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and there was a um, kind of like a touch-and-go situation for a little while there, but it's it wasn't until... Like, our kids' friends were like, hey, your dad's got a cool job that they were like, okay, you can, you know, <laughs> you can talk about some stuff. How old was that? Uh, well, my daughter's in high school now, so it wasn't uh, until she had gotten into high school. Uh, my son, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a few years there. Yeah, got a few years. Yeah. I wanted to do a Netflix special, and I'm like, anything I do now, she's going to, like, watch when she's 12 and be pissed at me, so. <laughs> well, is is there a so, case, Natasha, to be made that, that that's how you're putting food on the table and, and paying for all the medical needs, so. Not when they're four. <laughs> well, still, right? I mean, there's there's that element to it. You're taking care of business, as they say. I mean, that is logical and reasonable and rational, yes. Uh <laughs> But I don't think children are that. But no, of course, I'm going to continue to make fun of her. I'm just saying. <laughs> Natasha, my my son yeah. makes fun of me. So if somebody recognizes me like out, you know, oh, are you Kathy Romano from the Preston and Steve show? I'm like, yeah, hi, it's nice to meet you. And when they walk away, he goes, oh, hi, are you Kathy Romano? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm what... sure she'll get over it. Well, you know. But it also, yeah, go ahead. No, it's, just, it's funny because. With this, and and you know, obviously, we know you you know prior to your your, your toddler and, and and your life, and uh, I, I've always now my wife and I don't have kids, but everyone I know who had that general fear of having kids or or just I don't know how if I'm made for this, I don't think I've ever heard a post birth story where they said, yeah, I was right, I'm not made for this. It always it always is the thing you just naturally take to it. Are you are you surprised with the mother that you are now as opposed to what you thought you might be prior? Yes, for sure. Like, you know, I used to travel around saying jokes like uh, having a baby is like a DUI from the universe. <laughs> you know, like I was definitely not wanting to have a kid. And I froze my eggs at 38. And I talk about all this in the book. And then I had my baby at 43. And yes, it's this amazing feeling. And I really did it partly because everyone's like, you're never going to understand this feeling of love. It's the most amazing feeling. It's so intense. And I really wanted to know what they were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I have the baby, I realize that you could just as easily replace the word love with the word fear. And I wasn't really prepared for that because I'm not a fearful person. And I've mm. always lived my life for me and kind of had all this joie de vivre and done anything. And, you know, go to Africa, go to Thailand, go whitewater rafting without a helmet. So I still looked good. Like, you know, <laughs> and I'm like terrified. And it's it's been really a change and I'm getting through it. But, you know, it's it's I definitely no one. And that's why I wanted to write the book, because there was all these things like having a baby later in life. Like I was noticing no one was really talking about, you know, wanting to quit breastfeeding, egg freezing, fear, parenting and environmental panic and, and it possibly the end of the world. Like so I just uh, I wanted to write about all those different elements and um yeah, but yes, I'm definitely changed. Well, you're, you, listen, you, you're, you're right about that. They, they they don't tell you about the fear to expect. And it starts within those first few weeks of walking in and, and they're in the crib and you realize, oh, my God, what if I walk in there and they're not breathing? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Something like that. Like, I never in my life did I ever consider that. And there are just a thousand of those that happen as you travel through this parenthood thing. So I'm glad that you're actually writing these down. <laughs> Not to scare people away, but maybe just to say, hey, 
some things you might not have considered, you know? Hey, not everyone has to have a kid either. Maybe we do want to scare some people. <laughs> good point. Yeah, Maybe yeah, that's the point. the wise thing Agreed. to do. Yeah. It is it is funny though. It's it's my my sister-in-law, you know, there are nine kids. Uh and so what happens, <laughs> she has the initial few and then as she describes it, basically the kids she has later on her older just be, take care of the younger kids. So at a certain point, you can kind of just go, okay, you guys got it. And it's a self-contained environment. They're all taking care of each other. But in the beginning, the level of panic and all of those things uh, is, to me, it just seems like an unbelievably daunting thing to have to face. It is. And also, I'm one of those moms who's only having one kid. They say one is an accessory, two is a lifestyle. <laughs> so... I like that. I'm never going to know the feeling of other kids watching my kids or cleaning up. <laughs> Not that you don't pay, right? Yeah. Like babysitters. And one stuff. of one of the things that scared me, though, uh, prior to becoming a parent, was you know th- this idea that I was going to have to stop doing the things that I like doing. I remember talking to uh, you know my cousin who is a musician, and I remember seeing him at a family party, and I was asking him how it was going. He's like, I don't really play that much anymore. And I was like, Well, why is that? And he's like, Ah, oh, you know the kids, and I was like. Well, that kind of sucks, you know. <laughs> like, you have to like. Get, I don't. So, you know, I don't play any musical instruments, but I still didn't want to like give up those things that I love doing. Nothing that was, uh, I would say, um, you know, like super selfish or anything like that. But like, I don't know. For for you, is there anything that you stopped doing that you love doing now that you're a parent? Hearing you talk, I'm like, you need to talk to my husband. He still thinks that he should be going through his life having a good old time. (laughs) There's an issue. He's going to Burning Man. He's going to post-Burning Man parties in Reno for three days. That's not right. Camping. I know. It's he's he, he just got a DJ set, so now he's trying to DJ. I think that he's, like, really afraid that he's going to lose his... You know, his whoever that he is, like his youth, you know, virility. Yeah. Yeah, I I just kind of try to like deal with that. But yeah, for me, I really I've been trying to finish reading a book for like, you know, two years. (laughs) That that is the problem. Have you become more sort of a provincial? Have you taken on more like a courier knives kind of things? Are you like, uh, (laughs) you know, all those things? Because it's wild to see the process take place, especially around the holidays. It becomes this whole new set of things that are now yeah. you're enabled because you have the child to go do these things that we're not you're not doing as a as a, a non-parent well i do think that like you know the pandemic was obviously very intense and yeah. i was planning on having you know a nanny work 40 to 60 hours while i worked <laughs> during those two years i was going to outsource some of that uh, time i spent with my kid um, and you know, we didn't do that. And I think it actually made us really close as a family. And so it was this kind of gift, I think for a lot of families because it was very old school. Like we're all eating lunch together at the dining room table for two years. Like when would you ever have something like that? So, um, I think it actually made us really tight as a family. I mean, it made me super annoyed with my husband, yeah. but the family <laughs> is good. And I think that now, you know, now that everything's opening up and it's like, I'm trying to find you know, I'm on tour and, you know, it's a process. We didn't have kids to stay the same. Yeah. So I think it's like trying to find that pre-motherhood Natasha. How can I integrate her, that cool girl, into this life that is now, which really is this amazing thing. Like, I love being a mom. That's great. I can't say I love being a mom, but I do love my daughter. <laughs> so, uh, for those like distinction there. Yeah, for those uh, listening who don't know, your, your husband is uh, Moshe Kasher and, and he's... 
Uh, also, he's a comedian as well. So the fact that he's doing, uh, you know, DJing on, uh, you know, and, and picking up these other gigs. and uh, But, like, I don't know how you guys were able to make that lifestyle work. You know, you have, uh, a, a, you know, another comedian couple like uh, Tom Segura and Christina P. And uh, so how are you guys, and I'm sure you guys have it all figured out, you know, for the most part, how you are able to have your careers and be parents at the same time. It is freaking impossible. Moshe doesn't even know we have a calendar. (laughs) (laughs) He's with the kid for these 12 days. I'm on this tour because I'm going to a different city every night. And he he doesn't know what he's doing. He's calling me, asking me where things are. He's like, he's just so confused. I'm like, I'm just trying to not think about it. And... (laughs) Is Hopefully it, I come back and everything's okay. It, it has to be, I, and I've, I've seen this and I've heard this from other people, is that occasionally it's good to remind your partner what it is that you do by not being there, you know, for a little bit and have them have to by learn those things, like where the food is for the kid and stuff like that. <laughs> Why does a man not know where we keep the pots or the measuring cups? Or It's just like mind-boggling and he goes into every room and he i think he thinks like how can i have a good time in here and i walk into every room like okay how can i make this room better from you know like cleaning up and you know so it's like it's such a different approach i mean i do interview him in the book and i because i do make fun of him a lot in the book and one thing he says is my dad is a job as cfo chief fun officer and i was like okay, I get it. You know, he's here to make sure we're having fun, and I'm glad because I'm, you know, terrified and <laughs> trying to make sure that she's safe. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 a good balance. Yeah, it sounds like you, you have it. It's, it's a fun thing. I mean, honestly, on, on that level, to juggle the careers, to, to be able to do what you're doing and to have this in your life, because honestly, I mean, for years your persona was... You know, not that. And to hear you speaking so glowingly about this is such a cool thing. And, you know, uh, when it could have gone asunder nine different ways. Uh, So when you go out with the reaction you get from the book, are you getting a lot of people who are in your, um, you know, a pre-child phase where they're kind of wondering, is this something they want to do? You have a lot of uh, uh, moms and, and parents coming out. What's the blend of the audience that's responding to this book? It's a huge mix. It's a surprising amount of young people, 20s, you know, early 30s, a a lot of moms as well. But I think the young people like this is brand new technology that I mean, it's not brand new, but it's new that everyone is it's accessible to people that you can freeze your eggs when you're 38 and have a baby in well into your 40s, maybe even 50s if you want. I don't know if people know this, but your uterus, if you have a good uterus, it can stay healthy till you're 60. And these, you know, just these two decades for women, these are your your peak earning years, your peak finding yourself years, your peak finding a partner years, and you don't have to settle and have kids with this first loser you meet at the beach. <laughs> and I think that's really, that's really cool. And, and, you know, I'm kind of an anti-technology person, but this stuff is like, I don't know, I'm, I'm just so excited for women because... It's going to mean that there are there are more work, women in positions of power and more women in the workplace and more women doing the hiring. And, you know, it's it's just it, the more women we have, the better. So I just think like not holding women up in the 
you know, having babies in their 20s and 30s is, is definitely a positive thing. Yeah, and the ability to get yourself more established and, and grounded uh, before you dive into the great unknown. It's, it's, yeah, you, sounds you, like a win to me, man. You need to get your own DJ and, equipment. And have money. And have money to pay for a nanny to help you. <laughs> there you go. Yes. And then you're hiring people. You're getting the work. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it all works out great. <laughs> hey, um, question. Um, is the book going to be available at the show tonight? Will you be doing signing or anything along those lines, Natasha? Yes. I'm going to be doing stand-up. And then I'm going to uh, I'm going to be signing the books, meeting people. Uh, oh, we're doing a Q&A after I, um, after I do a little stand-up because people have been coming with a lot of questions. And, yeah, I mean, the shows have been really great. I love the Q&A portion. It's really nice that people get to, like, talk. And, um, and yeah, and then we sign the book. There'll be books there. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Well, the, the, the location's great. It's a great yeah. venue, and it's perfect for this. And, uh uh, this is kind of like out of the blue, and people now can have something to do on a, on a Monday night, which is very cool, especially yep. during the uh, holiday week. Yes, definitely. Yes, please come out, ask me a question, and uh, I'll sign your book and take a pic, and it's going to be a great night. We've got special guests. Uh, it is stand-up, but it's just like stand-up plus. Yeah, Excellent. love that. Uh, City Winery, and you can go to citywinery.com. If you can't go to the show, then get the book, and the book is called The World Deserves My COVID. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, have a great time while you're in Philly, Natasha, and hopefully we'll see you in person okay, next thank time. thank you guys so much for this, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely, yeah, no yeah. problem. Okay. Natasha Legera. Yeah. Love her. Uh, and she's in town tonight. It's That's very awesome. funny. It's funny to see her now this way. Yeah. Because so much of the way she was prior, she's always been very funny. And she yeah. would, like, she would decimate on, like, uh, the roast and stuff like that. And sounding very happy with yeah. uh, having her daughter. She did it the right, uh, yeah. in, in, in a way that made sense for her. Okay. Hey, uh, I'd like to give away some passes for the Preston Steve Christmas Miracle. Oh, oh Christmas Miracle. Yes. <laughs> It's going to be on December 21st at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. It's for hardcore fans of this show. You need to know about this show if you want to have a chance at all at winning some of the big prizes because we ask trivia questions about our program, about the people on the show, the things we've done over the years, all of that. So here's what I'd like to do. I want to take callers 10, 11, and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. Here are the requirements. Got to be at least 21. Sorry. You need to be able to join us on December 21st at the Excite Center. And uh, you need to be there by 6 a.m. You can bring a friend, but only you are going to be in the running for the contest. So call only if you are knowledged in our program. And wear an ugly sweater. All right, you can compete for Miller Lite prizes as well in the ugly sweater competition. So 10, 11, 12, 215, 263, WMMR. That's the number. We're going to come back in a second. And the B file is up when we return. Stay with us. Greetings, good citizens. With Thanksgiving upon us, the thing I most look forward to is the traditions. Be it family, friends, food, and perhaps a beverage or two. And another tradition I really enjoy is connecting with MMR listeners during my annual Welcome Home broadcast. It's happening on Thanksgiving Day. So this Thursday, starting at 10 a.m. Pierre Standard Time, join me live on the air or the MMR app wherever you are. And I'll be taking requests, dedications, and holiday wishes for the MMR family coming together on Thanksgiving Day. 
And yes, I will serve up the traditional Alice's Restaurant at 10 a.m., noon, and a Pierre vinyl cut version at 2 p.m. So let's stuff our ears with great music and cheer before you stuff your face. And happy Thanksgiving from 93.3 WMMR. All right, so we got more Bizarre Pile stories to share with you. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, brought to you this morning by Stephen Star Restaurants. Gift memorable experiences this holiday season with a Star Restaurants gift card. Good at over 30 restaurants you can shop today at S-T-A-R-R-GiftCards.com. I got sent this a couple times uh, from people over the weekend. A flock of sheep. Flock? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has been caught walking around in a circle for a whole 12 days without stopping. I saw this. The sheep can be seen ambling around in a continuous clockwise motion inside their pen in northern China in the footage taken in early November. The perplexing spectacle has left people shocked and confused as they try to make sense of the behavior in the viral clip. What the hell's going on? And as you, yeah, some people think that it's like... It's their the, version of the electric slide. It's the end of the world or something of the end. Uh-huh. Is that it? As we're told in the... In the <laughs> uh, yes. The Bible? Yep. And the sheep shell circle. Uh, so the owner of the sheep, Ms. Mao, uh, was left... Yeah. Dumb, left dumbfounded yeah. by, by her flock's pattern. Uh, Ms. What the flock? Ms. Mayo said that it started with just a few sheep before other members of the flock joined in. Well, I want in. In the footage uh, filmed from a security camera, for, uh, from a security camera, you can see hundreds of sheep uh, following one another around in a circle. And it's a perfect circle. Other sheep are standing in the middle of the circle, with some eventually deciding to join the display. Others remain at the very center of the circle, staying completely still. Is it like a dance circle where they uh, they go in the center and <laughs> do their start moves? The show? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, when sheep's doing the running man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are thirty-four sheep pens at the farm, but only the sheep in the number thirteen pen that moved in the circulating spectacle. Uh, it's unknown what caused the sheep to behave this way <laughs> and uh. produce this uh, in this baffling display. Uh, there's a disease that causes some animals to appear disorientated and start circling. Uh, listerosis uh, can inflame one side of the brain and cause the sheep to behave in an odd way. So it may be that. They don't know at this point, but it's just uh, freaking people out. It's a big circle jerk. Sorry, I'm cutting my nails. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I like to multitask. Yeah. I play breakdancing music and I cut my nails at the same time. I have a trash can over here that I, when I'm done with my Bizarre File story, I put it in the trash Stop can. There. And I'm reaching down and I'm trying to look for my next story and I'm not looking. And I look over and Casey has commandeered it. He is uh, trimming his, his fingernails. Sorry. Okay. And playing breakdancing music at the same time. Monday's nail clipping day. Yeah. Uh, a Manassas Park man was arrested Sunday after he allegedly walked into a pizza hut, cooked food while threatening employees with a knife as well. I'm going to kill you all. Where's the marinara? <laughs> uh, the investigation revealed a man walked into the store and passed the service counter toward the kitchen area. While in the kitchen, the man retrieved food items from the freezer and began cooking them. You're all dead. Where's the parmesan? Uh, before lifting up his shirt and revealing that he had a knife and he showed it to the employee. And two nipples. Uh, The man then took the unpaid food items and left the business. While in the parking lot, the accused brandished a knife toward another employee who attempted to confront him. 
Uh, that man was known to employees. A police canine and helicopter searched the area for the man who was not initially located. Following the investigation, police obtained arrest warrants for David Obed Malara, and he was arrested and taken into custody. I still don't know why he went in with the knife and made the pizza and threatened people. But the name of that town is Manasses? Yes, it is. Yes, Manasses. Uh, Video released by the police shows four suspected thieves exiting a Lamborghini and then stealing the catalytic converter off of a parked van. <laughs> they so they exited they, a Lambo. They pull up at a Lambo. Four? They get out, and uh, yeah, it says four, four suspected thieves. I don't wow. know how they crammed four people. must have been jammed in a Lambo. Yeah. And then where do you put the freaking catalytic converter when you're done with it? I mean, you've already won. You're driving a Lambo. Uh, yeah. The incident occurred around 4 a.m. In the video, the four male suspects... Now ex- it's off to Pizza Hut. ...exit a yellow Lamborghini Urus alongside the white van... One of the men is seen acting as a lookout while the others pull equipment from the back of their vehicle at that they use to jack the van up and steal a valuable part before driving away. Police are urging anyone with information to contact them. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. I want to see Rambo in a rainbow Lambo. Rambo in a rainbow Lambo. There we go. Thank you, Preston. You bet. <laughs> Teamwork. <laughs> I mean, okay. I could have just let it sit there, but, you know. That is the uh, the SUV Lambo. Which I, I guess that's oh, what that yeah, is. And, yeah. Which I think is a really pointless SUV. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to get a Lamborghini. I want something that's economical for the family. Yeah, I'd like okay. an SUV Lambo, please. <laughs> How much does that one cost? Oh, um, you're probably looking at a uh, hundred and... 30, 40 grand, right? It's got to be, right? I would guess so, yeah. I didn't. I had no idea that Lamborghini made an SUV. I've seen a it's few It's a good-looking vehicle. It is, yeah, but I've seen a few of them on the road. I don't know. I, really? Like if, yeah. Okay. I just, if you're going to get a sports car, why turn it into an SUV? But that's just my I've got a, yeah, stupid I, opinion. I know a friend who's got some jacked-up SUVs. Yeah. He's very, very expensive. But Does he put raisins in his uh, stuff? Does not put raisins in his when some lose, you kidding me? That's an abomination. Raisins in it. You like raisins. <laughs> All right. A uh, South Carolina man has pleaded guilty <laughs> to charges that he gave a minor a tattoo while seated at a table in the dining room of a McDonald's. Here, oh. I can do it here. Brandon, you want Grimace or Hamburglar? Uh, Brandon Prescia. <laughs> I would go with Grimace. Cop to a pair of misdemeanor counts in connection with the illegal linking at McDonald's. He was sentenced to nine months in custody. Pressure was also ordered to perform 30 hours community service and pay fines and court costs. Police learned of the McTattooing after a female customer, frustrated by a Friday night backup in the drive-thru line, peered into the restaurant and spotted Pressure applying a tattoo to the minor's arm. Uh, the woman recorded Pressure in action, and the video clip was subsequently sent. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Sent to police. As she filmed, the patron complained that Presha and the tattoo receipt recipient were out here doing tattoos instead of getting food orders out. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! The minor who Presha tattooed was an employee at the McDonald's. Uh, according, seems, everything seems above board here, Preston. Uh, to police, Presha's tattooing collar was not the first time he had been arrested at that McDonald's location. I go to Burger King to get my microblading. In October 2020, he was busted for allegedly stabbing a man twice during a confrontation in the bathroom of the eatery hmm. where Presha's girlfriend was employed. And now he tattoos people, <laughs> underage people, while he's there. And that is what I have in our bizarre file for today. By the way, Steve, uh, Lamborghini Urus starting 
at two hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Oh my God! Oh, you're only hundred grand, grand off. off. Wow! Starts there. Yeah. All right, and that well, it's is worth it then. what I have in the bizarre file. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Last question: Treasure music news. They're coming up. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD too. The MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. How you doing on a Monday morning? Three letters to keep track of for the Word of the Week prize. That's it. We'll give it away on uh, Wednesday, short week, obviously, with the holiday and so on. Uh, so hang in there because we'll have it along in just a little while. In the meantime, uh, we are going to ask a lesson question of you today. And we are going to give away for a prize a four-pack of takes to experience the magic of the season of uh, Tinseltown. Tinseltown. Yeah, the Tinseltown Holiday Spectacular, and it is at the Expo Center at Oaks. And the question that I have for you this morning is, what did Eva Mendez get tattooed on her wrist? <laughs> not really. It's it's not uh, no. D. Gosling. No. It was oh, something else. Okay. 215. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR from the 7 o'clock hour today. All right, what did Eva Mendez get tattooed on her wrist? Not really. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a goal. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Uh, we good to go? No. All right. In I need second. a sponsor here. Uh, oh, it oh, is sorry. brought to you. That was my fault. And now, sorry. It's brought to you this morning by Zane Western Apparel and Work Gear's annual Black Friday sale, which is online at zanewestern.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Cheryl Burke is d- uh, exiting Dancing with the Stars as a pro dancer at the end of tonight's episode. Burke says it was always her plan to go out 16 years after being on top. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones says she feels extraordinarily lucky for her husband, Michael Douglas Jr. Sadie Jones says the 78-year-old Douglas is more than just a partner and is also her patient. (laughs) And finally, Britney Spears has left Instagram again after a tiff with husband Sam Ashgari. Apparently, Ashgari suggested Britney try posting something that won't get her committed. (laughs) That's your Hollywood trip. All right, we're looking for the answer to this. What did Eva Mendez get tattooed on her wrist? Not really. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to CJ to see if we can get the answer. Hey, CJ. Yeah! Yeah! All right, CJ, what did did Eva Mendez get tattooed on her wrist? Uh, these nuts. These nuts. Yeah. Hang on, CJ. Got it right, and we are going to set you up with a Ford Pacateri uh, tickets to experience the magic of the season at the Tinseltown Holiday Spectacular, and you can explore the larger-than-life illuminated sculptures at the Expo Center at Oaks. Uh, tickets are on sale now at TinseltownHoliday.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right. Uh, brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers. Planning on getting engaged? You can go see Angelo and the team at Family and Company Jewelers. Uh, get her the perfect engagement ring, a ring from Family and Company, South Jersey's Diamond Destination. Uh, American Music Awards uh, were last night. We talked about that earlier. Hang on. What do I do with my music news? Always exciting for anyone who cares. 
Uh, no. Wow. Yeah. What color is the clip? Red. Red? Mm, red. Always bet on red. No, I had it here earlier. Hang on a second. Uh, wow, that's really strange. I, I have... Um, you don't think there's a ghost? No, I don't think so. Oh, I got it. I yeah! Got, got, it. got it, Casey! Yep. Nice. Casey, we got it! All right, way hey. over here. Um, so, we talked about the American Music Awards earlier this morning <laughs> and some of the big wins. It was the 50th annual, by the way, and Taylor Swift took home honors, including uh, Artist of the Year. Well, his favorite pop album, favorite music video for All Too Well, the short film, and several others. Uh, as far as the rock categories, uh, Case, I should have a clip of this. Uh, so, Machine Gun Kelly, did he win? He won for best or for favorite rock artist, okay. whatever the hell that means. All right, and we have a clip of him. Uh, yes. He is, uh, he's, he's sort of, uh, he's criticized for not being a rocker, and he addresses that. All right. This suit is really uncomfortable to pee in. Um, speaking of uncomfortable, there have been some people in the rock community who uh, called me a tourist, but um, they're wrong. I'm a rocket man. I, uh, we weren't born on the moon, but we looked at it, and we were curious, and then we went there, supposedly. And these... Supposedly? Oh, okay. shut up. Last two rock albums, so to me, were me going to the moon. But uh, I'm not done exploring the universe yet. Okay. Mm, man, he's got a lot to say. Yep, yep. All right. So, anyhow, American Music Awards. There you go. You know, it's, it's funny. If I were Taylor Swift, I would try to pull off uh, re-recording the same album for the rest of my career and see if I can keep winning awards. No yeah. kidding. On the same album. She would. Yeah. She probably, probably would. would. Yeah. Yeah. Just change a word here and there. That's all That's you got to do. Yep. Uh, there's a new music video out from Disturbed, along with a clip of Badman. They also shared a behind-the-scenes look at how it was made. The band's frontman, David Draymond, uh, previously said that uh, the song's lyrical inspiration was... He, he spoke of it and said it could be about any number of bad men or actors in the world that are currently wreaking havoc, but this particular song was inspired by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I went on to say, I feel for the people of Ukraine and everything that uh, they've had to deal with and experience and are continuing to experience. It's horrific to watch play-by-play of a full-scale war. Uh, Just last week, Disturbed released their eighth studio album called Divisive, and eight, uh, I'm sorry, a 10-track album that they recorded in Nashville. We're watching the video. The animation is pretty amazing. That is really cool. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And then finally, one last story. A collection of touching and sometimes... Prescient personal letters written by a young Bob Dylan to a high school girlfriend has been sold at auction to a renowned Portuguese bookshop for nearly $670,000. You want to go to the prom with me? The... (laughs) He sounds like a little fella. The uh, Liraveria Lelo, or it might be Leo, in in Portugal... Uh, uh, which bills itself as the world's la, 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 most beautiful bookshop <laughs> plans to keep the archive of 42 handwritten letters totaling 150 pages complete and available for Dylan's fans and scholars uh, to study. Wow. Uh, Dylan wrote the letters to Barbara Ann Hewitt between 1957 and 1959. She invented the uh, bacon bowl. When he was still known as Bob Zimmerman, Zimmerman and they uh, provide an insight into a period of life of uh, which not much is known. Remark- did you did you ever spend any of your time writing letters as a kid? Uh, a I, little I, bit, well, yeah. One or two to Santa. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Wrote, I wrote a couple people. I um, had pen pals. Yeah, same. Hmm. No. 
I was actually thinking about it, about maybe reinstituting that in my life. Uh, why was it? Oh, I was watching something on The Crown, uh, yeah. the show, and they were, uh, the, they were writing letters to each other. And I was like, that's a very sweet sentence. My dearest love, this is Captain Blackfingers kiting you again. I would do it now, except my handwriting is so freaking terrible. I know. It would take a little bit of work. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It's, my handwriting is absolutely illegible I, I, because you spend so much time just typing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've lost the ability. Steve, every now and then I have to write a check. And, yeah. And I, I'm like, how, how do I form a, a Z? How does this get cashed? Yeah. A couple uh, of uh, times a year for, like, birthdays and anniversaries, I have to write, like, a nice little love note in the card. Yeah. And, like, I hate it when I get I'm like, Case? God damn it, I have to scribble. Like, this is, you know? I type it out, I pre-write it on the computer, and then I transcribe it. Oh, that's it's the only way I can way do, it do it. Because it's just, it's, it's too daunting. Yeah. I'm, like, yesterday I sat down at the harpsichord. <laughs> <laughs> my dearest wife, I don't like writing birthday cards because my handwriting is illegible. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go fight to Gettysburg. <laughs> uh, remarkably, in some, uh, some of the... <laughs> Some of the letters Dylan writes about uh, changing his name and hoping to sell a million records. And, of course, decades later, he is the recipient of a Nobel Prize in Literature and has sold over 125 million records. You know his uh, his real name, right? I said it. Bob, Bob Zimmerman. Right. Yeah, I said it in this story. <laughs> uh, the young musician also expresses his affection for Hewitt, uh, invites her to a Buddy Holly show. You know his real name, right? Uh, no. Big Bopper. Uh, no. <laughs> Charles Harden, I oh, okay. his name. Uh, isn't that is it? it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, look at the big bear. <laughs> what was that? Uh-huh. Look at the big bear. <laughs> uh, it includes uh, little fragments of poetry and talks about the sorts of things that uh, generations of high school students have been concerned about, such as cars, clothing, and music. And stuffing. Uh, and stuffing. <laughs> Buddy Holly was only 22 when he died. Yes. yes. I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah, he was a kid, man. Man. Yeah. So it was Jerry Lee Lewis's uh, the other day. Uh, did he die the other day? Yes, yes okay. he did. At least uh, he believed so. I When I heard that, I was like, didn't he die in that plane crash? He's died a few times. Okay, he yeah. has. Okay. <laughs> I mix up. But he, he's so resilient. That's why he's so revered. Yeah. Uh, but I mix him and Buddy Holly up all the time. Okay. Those Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, and Richie Valens were the ones that uh, right. they were. Uh, uh, Killed yeah. in a midair cougar attack. Plane crash, yes. Wow. A cougar came out of, uh, a, from behind a, cl- a <laughs> cloud. Why did, you, why did you pack a cougar? So was it two cougars that were flying, or one cougar came out of nowhere and hit the plane? There was an onboard cougar. I see. In the overhead compartment. Right. Oh, oh, that's... that's what a mistake. Total mistake. Why would you even pack that? By the way, Hewitt's daughter had found the letters after her mother died in 2020. The original envelopes addressed to Dylan's handwriting uh, were sent to the Hewitt's family's new home in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Huh. Uh, several other items of Dylan memorabilia were also sold at the auction, including an archive of 24 poems without titles written when the singer-songwriter attended the University of Minnesota, who sold for almost $250,000. Very prolific. Yep. And uh, one of the earliest known signed photographs of Dylan that also went for more than twenty-five grand. So there you go. That's what I have in... Music news, that's what it was. Not Bizarre File. All right. Um, let's take a break. Do you want to yeah, review it? You might as well say it now. Dude. What happened? During the commercial break, <laughs> my wife when my wife texted me earlier this morning to let me know that um, she tested positive for COVID. Uh-huh. So I took a test. 
And drum, drum roll. Oh, drum roll. This okay, is just in. All right. Drum roll. After like three some odd years or whatever, I finally got it. I, hey, I'm done testing positive. Sorry. And here I am. I've been in the same room with you guys all morning long. So. Awesome. Uh, I Get know. Out of here. I'm sorry. I got to break the news to you. So I'm going to leave. Yeah. All I right. literally, I took vitamin C immediately. <laughs> Not, That'll do it. I don't know if it will, but I already took it. Dude. This is annoying. I know it is. Especially, right. well, listen, uh, it's a shorter week. Yeah, but you, you're just getting finished You had the sick. flu. I know. Well, well I, did, if you missed that, you're going to have something else. So yeah. there you go. Yeah, if you right. missed all the thrill, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll posit this notion. This will probably be less than what you just went through. Probably. Yeah. yeah but I, I wonder, hope so. I wonder if that wasn't it. And it's you're just quite still possible. positive. She raises no, a good I point. Tested. I tested then and did it. Did you test all throughout your uh, flu? No. Uh-huh. When was the first? You tested once? Yes. For, for during the flu? Yes. Okay. It's quite, I, I, I was already showing symptoms. It should have shown that I was positive. Mm-hmm. I tested twice. I tested two times. Took two tests. Oh, and they both said I think you need your rectum checked. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't. Are we going to do that enema thing that yeah. you guys were working on last <laughs> <Yeah>. week? <laughs> you guys were working on. Like it was a project. Yeah, you had a now plan. Now, we've now graduated to pegging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love that song. Get out of here, bro. No, stop breathing on us. It's yeah. Steely Dan song? Yeah. Right, we're going we're gonna to take it right <laughs> We'll be back here. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Uh, they'll be we'll back. finish up. Yeah. They'll be back in a minute. Right, See ya. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I think I was taking out for one more break. Oh, I thought you were cured already. I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> good to go. There you go. That's amazing. The song's only like two minutes long. So, uh, anyway, we're getting ready to wrap up today's uh, program. And it has been a fun Monday morning. Enjoyed it. We had uh, we had the Bacon Brothers on. We did, yes. yes. Uh, Kevin and Michael Bacon both came on. They had a fun song called uh, Philly Thing. Bacon. And uh, the uh, the music is it's cool because it's uh, benefiting a couple of music-based programs. Uh, one of them uh, is a group called Rock to the Future, and they get uh, uh, instruments into the hands of students who want to play them. Very and, important. Uh, and they help them uh, uh, through music, which is really, really cool. So nice to have those guys on, and they, they wanted to come on today. Uh, you can also check out uh, Kevin's uh, sixdegrees.org uh, charity as well. Uh, and uh, Natasha Legero. Yes. Hey. Last, last minute surprise. Yep. And uh, she's playing at City Winery this very evening. And she's got a book out about being a mom and all that. So uh, it's cool. She had requested to come on too, which is uh, really cool. So uh, we're happy to do that. Uh, we need to do the letter of the day. I'm going to put it in the uh, hands of the very capable Casey. 
Gotcha. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. B as in... Bacon bowls. Oh, perfect. Mm. Three letters this week. That's it. We're giving away a $250 gift code to squeezed.com. The best juice cleanse on the market. Feel great, lose weight, look better. 20% off site-wide this week and use the code BLACKFRIDAY. Uh, you can receive two free vegan meals as well. Wow. That's squeezed.com. So we give that away on Friday, which would be cool. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, President Steve Radio Program, brought to you by Duncan. Uh, the President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and... Uh, by Family and Company Jewelers. You can get uh, if you're getting engaged, get the perfect engagement ring from Family and Company South Jersey's Diamond Destination. Uh, tomorrow on our program, as far as guests go, uh, Connor Barwin is oh. checking in. Yeah, he's got something he wants to talk to us about, and uh, we'll see what else we can dive into. More Christmas miracle passes, uh, and we'll just uh, hang on a Tuesday morning. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. Pierre's in next, and we'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. When you're running a business, you want to maximize every minute and every dollar. That's where DocuSign can help. DocuSign allows you to complete agreements from anywhere in real time and get signatures fast. Visit DocuSign.com today to learn how DocuSign can add valuable time back to your day.